The boundaries have been broken. Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Some men you just can't reach. I don't like it any more than you men. is our 35th show. Uh, we Sweet. have Alex Linder. Hello. Craig Chaincop, and also a special guest uh, that you know from The Truth Is No Defense, Jeff Beck. Hello. Uh, we have a series of topics tonight, as ever. Uh, I am your host, Aegis, and this is Goyfire. We talk about a lot of things on this show int- uh, of interest to you as a white person, so give a listen. We have topical things for you to... Uh, Learn you said in global context the insanity you see around you. <laughs> don't tell me you don't know what I mean by that. Right. Dick Gregory is in the news again. Uh, Dick Gregory, perhaps you know him, he's uh, a celebrity of sorts in the Qua. Uh, we have uh, George Bush addressing the NAACP, as well as a couple of TNB stories, Brooks murder in Kansas, as well as South Africa. EU censorship. We also have a Mr. Damsky in Florida lighting mattresses on fire. And we also have a KKK group in Colorado, much to the surprise of the pro-immigrant groups there. And the horror of the supercilious NPR. (laughs) Right. We also have Lebanon in the news again, uh, suffering under continual bombardment by Israel, as well as the House vote on Lebanon and Israel's attack, as well as VNN internal news, Sunlit Heights, among other things, will be discussed. So, coming back to our top story tonight, Dick Gregory, folks, Dick Gregory uh, made a statement recently that malt liquor is made by white beer companies, but, quote, only sold in black neighborhoods, and you don't get suspicious, he asked. They put a thing in it called manganese, and once you get so much manganese in you, you will kill your mama. Oh, Lord, no. But they've got you believing that that's normal for you to act that way. Alex, did you perchance hear that uh, over the wash? Yeah, he was speaking to the NAACP, just like uh, our President George Bush and... Both of them had more or less the same message that racism is to blame for black failure. And what's called black failure is, is merely failure by white standards. For Africa, it's nigger normal. The main point to me there is, is simply that 
if, if educated travel niggers, uh, which does include Dick Gregory, believe that kind of nonsense, imagine what the average one believes when all he knows comes from other niggers on TV. These people are a threat to us, ludicrous as they may seem and be, and we're, we're fools not to protect ourselves against them. Uh, he was talking to uh, other niggers, of course, and so some of these uh, comedic asides are barely understandable by whites, I would say. For instance, Gregory said, the FBI has documents on the relationship between lead exposure and homicide, and I don't know what that means, about bullets hitting niggers and leaching into their system, or the lead, or what. But, uh, no, they mean lead in the walls <laughs> of the houses they occupy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, that's what, mean. <laughs> that's what they eat, probably, in their spare time, <laughs> when they're not getting yeah. a pop of lead, but... And then he says whites are 83 times more likely to use a crack than a black in a large urban city. 83 times. <laughs> yeah. I don't, this is like the, uh, the these stats the NAACP floated, and, and one of them was about serial killers, you know, and uh, they, they just float anything, really. And this is like Bush speaking to La Raza. Now he's before the NAACP. When's Bush going to talk to the group of whites? Who, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe he'd come on Goyfire. Can you invite him, Alex? Yeah, we invite President Bush to come and address the concerns <laughs> of white people on Goyfire. Here, he can be a guest. And you see, the, the Bush sent Robe out to speak to the Mexicans at La Raza, i.e., the race. And Bush goes to speak to the niggers at NAACP. So every group can be organized and have interests except white people who are there to be eaten by niggers, thanks to the Jews who actually control our, our country and who actually set up the NAACP, though. Probably very few members of the NACP even know that. When I read that story about Gregory, I was I reminded of a, a down in uh, New Orleans, the uh, the local niggers down there. They they hit up tourists, uh, they scam them, and one of them is uh, one of them. Uh, Gregory reminds me of that kind of nigger, kind of entrepreneurial in a way. He was a diet food uh, uh, hawker for a while. Anyway, these uh, niggers down in New Orleans, they would hit the tourists. They say, "Where you got your shoes at?" And, uh, you know, they were the, tour, the stupid tourists from Minnesota or something, you know, would say, uh, well, I got them at J.C. Penney. And then the, and the nigger would go, you got your shoes on Bourbon Street. Where's my $5? You know, because, uh, you know, he'd, they'd bet them, you know, where, you know I, I know where you got your shoes at. And uh, so uh, Gregory kind of reminds me of that. This sort of, um, this, yeah, this, the kind that, you know, that would kind of scam people for, for money or you know that sort of thing uh we've seen these types yeah so. is this guy just another bill cosby who is more or less no. put up on on the platform in the, 60s, the in the 60s ages he did a lot of racial comedy he was a, with the jew committee and mort saul they were often on shows like ed sullivan and at that time the, these were broadcasts you know there were very few stations very few networks and so these shows had massive audiences and uh, Gregory, as uh, as uh, Jeff mentioned, he you know he would go on thirty day grape juice fasts and such. But uh, oh, he I also had his his own uh, line of products too, as well that he would oh, he, did. he would sell. Yeah. And let me well, tell uh, you, St. Louis, he's from St. Louis too. Uh, Dick Gregory, he's kind of a your typical nigger hustler, and he actually wrote a book called Nigger that supposedly sold all kinds of copies. Of course, with an attractive title like that, you can imagine what type would buy it. Yeah, and then he talked about fat stewardesses on the airplanes, white stewardesses. He said how blacks liberated them. I don't know what he means, blacks fucking them or what. But, you know, in other words, he has really nothing good to say about being a, a, a nigger in America. 
And uh, I wish more whites would come around to the view that really there's nothing good about having them there either. But uh, they haven't made that leap yet. You know, in a way, Bush has really found his equal, hasn't he? Because Bush also does the hustling a lot, too, with the evangelicals. He, oh, yeah. he puts on the cowboy cat, and he, he slings out those uh, those idioms and those dialects of the of West Texas. And, you know, you know when his family has its roots in Maine and uh, among the old, uh, uh, the old wasp elite uh, where he comes out of, uh, you know, Bush has really uh, found a found a, a good place uh, up there on that NAACP platform with Gregory, because in a lot of ways uh, they're pulling the same sort of uh, uh, I can use the word shtick, uh, but they're just doing it. Uh, Bush does it for whites, uh, and then Gregory uh, targets blacks. But it's it's the same dog and pony show. Right, yeah. and Gregory, Gregory has here, and there's another quote, the tactics used by racists today in America have changed from the ones used during the civil rights battles of the 60s, Gregory said. Quote, the difference in the battlefield then and now, according to Gregory, is what they do to me physically, they're doing to your mind. And, I guess he's not uh, talking about MTV then, is he? Because huh? that's what they're doing to white kids' minds. Right. And then he goes on, he alleged that the racist system exploits this issue. Quote, they convince you that I'm just a heathen and I murder just because I want to murder. But I murder because something's in my food. Something's in my water. Manganese yes, from Lord. Africa. <laughs> Blame the manganese, not the mandingo. <laughs> Blame shifting. It's the mandingo. <laughs> I mean, the, they sell malt liquor to niggers because niggers buy malt liquor. I mean, it's like... Why are they selling that Afro sheen? That shit be bleaching in the nigger heads and forcing them to commit murder and shit. They ain't be selling that Afro sheen in the white community. Now, why well, is But that? he's got a point. They should market it to blacks, though. They should change it maybe from Colt 45 to uh, the Glock or something, you know. Whatever. <laughs> Saturday Night Special. They need to update. Famous Mofugger Malt Lecra. <laughs> I want to see the niggers on the Colt 45 ads. Why don't they have those? They used to have those, you know, in the 60s. They used to Saint have Ives. ads. Yeah. If that's and they're neglecting the, the black community. That's not right. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, you, you can't satisfy these niggers. I mean, if, if he thinks America, racist America is bad, try Africa, you know, where they, uh -huh. yeah, black people will eat you. He'd probably be rather be eaten alive by a black than by, you know, uh, have to endure the indignity of being a, a, a nigger in America, even though it's made him rich and famous and uh, successful. Bush hadn't addressed NAACP in years, and he is in no particular different from the liberals. So those of you who believe that conservatives are anything other than liberals by a different name, and that both conservatives and liberals are, aren't following the Jewish line, you're simply wrong. What they promote is a grand narrative of American history in which the expansion of freedom is the uh, is is the guiding rule even though today that means simply that niggers get to vote and white men can't talk about what the niggers are doing uh, is, is the end state that they desire to reach as we'll see later when we discuss EU restrictions on speech and not but, only again, vote but intimidate whites willy-nilly on the public streets too which they do in every American city all day long yeah you know now, Alex, sorry are you to the, the speech Bush gave where he says, quote, For nearly 200 years, our nation failed the test of extending the blessings of liberty to African Americans. Applause. Yeah, and, and, and this procedural emphasis, like the absolute separation of extending freedom from what, what, what are you freeing? 
if you've got a rabid dog in a cage and you let it out, you've extended freedom. Is it, is it a wise thing to do? Is the thing fit to be free? Those are the questions that the people who founded the country would ask. And when they asked them, they, they came back with an entirely different answer. Therefore, Bush is not American. He's anti-American. The American says, no, niggers are fit to be slaves. They are not fit for freedom because they have no judgment or brains. Therefore, we don't allow them to vote. And the fact is, niggers haven't evolved any in the last 200 years, so liberating them means imprisoning us. But good luck finding it put that way anywhere, anywhere outside of Goyfire. You know, when you liberate niggers, I mean, they act like niggers. To, to a nigger, it's just license. They run around raping, murdering, and accusing others of being racist for resenting it or even mentioning it. Bush is simply an idiot. I'd just and like to chime in here with what Alex said. That is exactly how our ancestors felt. Uh, they really felt that blacks were incapable of freedom. And that goes all the way back to Jefferson, all the way through the 19th century, all the way to the early 20th century before World War II. And it's very, it's the height of Jewishness to do one thing while pretending to do another. And Bush is reversing American tradition. He's not extending it and preserving it. See, they pretend that they're carrying on, oh, this is what America meant. Well, if America meant that, it would have started that way, and it didn't. America's founded on responsible white men. You know, as long as you're good and, and, you, and you keep your order and you control yourself, America's a great nation. But when you lose that, you become a bunch of uh, liberal liars and uh, Israel shills. And that's what we've, that's what we've come to. Yeah, well, isn't and, he admitting uh, that he's an anti-American when he says for the first 200 years our nation failed the test? What what the test of extending the blessings of liberty to African Americans? Exactly. Yeah, but he's claiming he's carrying on our tradition while at the same time shitting on our ancestors, and so he's basically saying he knows better than the other people. And if you cite evidence or you say, okay, let's let's measure that up logically and, and put them side by side and compare liberating niggers with uh, keeping them under control. And let's see which produces the uh, more civilized society. Anyone would say the earlier one was more civilized. So the first 200 years based on uh, Washington, Jefferson, and Franklin, and Adams uh, mm -hmm. failed, in his opinion. There is no... Today, when you see history presented, there really is no history before 1945. Uh, and that's because the Jews uh, write the books and uh, produce the media. And there is no really American history before 1945. Everything is after 1945. Everything is this um, is this sort of remaking of America into uh, into a, a civil rights nation. And what does exist before 1945 is uniformly bad and uh, and 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 wrong. In fact, and of course, I, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say, television became in common in American homes just a few years after 45, or certainly in the early 50s. Mm -hmm. Was it? more and more common. So that's what enabled this uh, juggernaut of media to, uh, uh, largely Jewish media and ultra-liberal media, to uh, mind-wash Americans. Yeah, they define us to us. They redefine right. what America means through their the most powerful communications media the world has ever seen. And before everyone was isolated, before the rise of transportation and mass media, people lived in their little communities, and they, they lived within 20 miles of where they were born, almost all of them. And they didn't really know that much about the wider world beyond what they when got the, books. Uh, you know, 
at this speech, Bush also, it said, received rounds of applause uh, when he promised to renew the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And just to remind people or to tell younger people who might not know, the uh, Immigration Act of 1965, which allowed the United Nations to pour into this country instead of white Europeans, that itself was passed in the wake of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and uh, the same year as the Voting Rights Act of 65. So once they get one of these things cranking, then they make the, uh, the, the uh, leap to, oh, we are all one, the mm. whole world, and this is where we congregate in the United States. There was so, a remarkable number of bad laws passed in that, in that very narrow time frame. I mean, there was a 68 Gun Control Act was a huge... Uh, step forwards toward controlling whites mm -hmm. and uh, just a number of other the civil rights act that prevents you from uh, hiring firing employing uh, running ads as you want is presented as freedom but it's the opposite of freedom it's a restriction yeah. and bush says he's committed to destroying discrimination well discrimination is freedom it's it's my right to uh make a decision other than what bush or, or some jew or some black wants why do i have to follow what they want well it's federal law we're extending freedom because by denying you freedom you're not quite a minority yet, that's why. When you're the minority, they'll really jam it down our throats. Uh, yeah. Mean, just now, they're, they, they know it's coming, you know. They, they, they know it's teeter-tottering right now. They're quite aware. And they know Craig, it's all of them against the white man. Yeah. Sure. Let's just read a little of what Bush says to appreciate how fully uh, dipped in the fondue he is. My faith tells me that we're all children of God. There, there you see the Christian religion you can pervert it or, or fulfilling its natural function in uh, being a universal religion that doesn't value one person any more than any other and tells you they're all the same in, in political ways or at least feeds in and, uh, and supports that view of things. I come from a family committed to civil rights. That's interesting. And then he shits on our country for the first 200 years of its history. Uh, so is he admitting he's a red diaper baby in that sense? I don't think he he, he comes from a family that's quite like Reagan that was really anti-racist. I, I think, think he's talking about his convenient to claim it. Yeah, his sister-in-law, who was an illegal uh, invader, Jeb's wife. Maybe mm -hmm. he's talking about that spick. Spick. Right? You know, he says niggers have some birthright to freedom. Well, look at how they use that freedom. You know, it, it would be a fascinating uh, topic just to sit here and talk about the Bush family, but because they go, their pedigree is quite old, and uh, they go back. Uh, their political involvement goes back into the mid 19th century. And um, uh, one thing I would like to mention briefly is they're, they're opportunists par excellence. Uh, they are uh, they are people who go with the wind who always find themselves in whatever administration, whatever faction is ruling the country. And um, they're, they're really, they're parasites on the political system. They're WASP liberals. Uh, they're WASP the liberals. And uh, the book I would recommend on this, uh, it has some problems, but he does a very good job, is uh, Kevin Phillips' uh, Kevin Phillips American Dynasty. And uh, mm -hmm. you, can you can find this book in used bookstores sometimes, new, new copies of it in used bookstores. And uh, I would really recommend that. And, and you know, you'll also find out these people have had their their fingers in the arms industry here in this country for a long time. Mm -hmm. They sold a lot of arms to uh, the the various quarreling sides in World War One. Made a lot of money off of that. And uh, they they go back a long way. And uh, their the behavior you see in in uh, in the latest incarnation of the Bush family is pretty much what they've always done. And uh, it's. Uh, they're a real plague on America. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm.
And they, uh, here's another bit of what he says. Nearly 200 years into our history as a nation, America experienced a second founding, the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So he's fully in line with Jewish orthodoxy there. You know, we, it took the Jews to rewrite our laws to make us the nation we were meant to be, which is opposite, of course, the, the reality of, of what we were supposed to be. It, but, it's uh, interesting that when all of our leaders, like Bush and, and Schwarzenegger talking to La Raza, Bush talking to the NAACP and himself to La Raza before he was elected his first term before, and uh, the FBI director talking before the ADL, essentially what they're doing is using it as a podium to lecture and, and, and hector whites about how we're not living up to uh, the minority standards for us. Mm-hmm. And we have to improve. Right, because whites are really the only people paying attention. I would say, well, to, yeah. to these types of shenanigans. And, you know, how, how can they say we, we live in a democracy where the will of the people prevails? And you've got Bush going to speak to a group that votes for him, about one out of ten votes for him, and he appeals to them on a racial basis. And, and yet he won't speak to organized groups of whites when whites are still two-thirds of the nation and express clearly racially defined difference, political differences with other groups so that even a slight shift and white people towards Bush would pay, would be a landslide politically, and uh, those of you who think that we're controlled, that that the will of the people is is made manifest through voting. I mean, you've got to. There's clearly some other factor at work, and the X factor is is the Jews, as we point out. They're Constant using their media to, to enforce a single view. There may be two parties, but that's to keep up the illusion that there's some difference between them, when there aren't. As right. as Bush's Con- speech perfectly shows, any liberal could have given this speech without changing a word of it. Right. Well, yeah. constant pandering to minorities in a real democracy would mean political suicide. Yeah. Well, it means civilizational suicide, and that's where we're at. Right. Well, I now. mean, the people vote time after time that we don't want an invasion of our country. We don't want illegals coming here, and we don't want them taking benefits out of our pockets. And nothing is ever done. There's another clue that the country is not controlled by the people who seem to control it. Here he's talking to whites. My faith tells me that we're all children of God, equally loved, equally cherished, equally entitled to the rights He, with a capital H, grants us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that means that anyone who opposes anyone who opposes Bush, what's the inference? If you oppose Bush, well, yeah, Jesus, you must hate God. Judeo-Christian. Yeah, sure. Right. You're you're opposed to God. That means you're immoral. You're a bad guy. But we we here at Goyfire are the good guys. That must mean they're the bad guys. <laughs> we, we need more F-16s for Israeli God. <laughs> sure. Let's see. He has a couple other, uh, you know, he's joshing with yeah. the nig folk. It's beautiful. Yeah, thing. I, I love the the applauses they have. Oh, it's just cutting up the speech. There's, uh, you know, applause, applause, uh, but, laughter you know, and applause. Yeah. He strokes him and he says, I don't have the quote right here, but he says, you know, racism is still a problem in America. And, of course, they all applaud. Well... You're basically telling them they're not responsible for themselves. At the end of the day, hey, I'm with you. You can always blame the white man. You got a friend in me. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll be with you on that. And this and is a Republican coming straight from the the, yeah, the mean side. He's conservative. You know who you think of as the masculine party that's going to deal with reality? Nope. It's as liberal as any feminist. White people are to blame for nigger problems, but niggers are never to blame. Our schools are failing our niggers. Our prisons are failing our niggers. Everything's failing except the niggers themselves. <laughs> you know? here, here in the, That's the world we live in. It's kooky. It's upside down. <laughs> our schools are animals. preventing our niggers from learning. 
It's hanging from a tree with a coconut. <laughs> I mean, come on, there's not enough tetherball cords for our niggers. <laughs> the windows don't open wide enough. And they're eating the lead Poor paint. Coons. <laughs> they sweat their In the last two paragraphs, fuzzy look, he's missing God. He says there's an old Methodist hymn that speaks of God guiding us with a hand of power and a heart of love. And then he said, thank you for having me. May God bless. You know, the Methodists are one of the biggest supporters of these uh, Somalis and whoever, mm -hmm. South Americans, Ecuadorians coming here and raping these uh, yeah. totally illiterates, essentially raping the young white girls. The, the Methodists, uh, they're some of the worst. And really, all yeah. of them have these uh, immigration adjuncts. What okay, about that? Stan. Why does he ever tell you? A lot, a lot of my family used to, my grandparents were Methodist, and then they, uh, a lot of uh, my, my dad's generation left because they were, they were sick of them feeding the World Council of Churches, which is a fucking Jew commie outfit. Yeah. And, and, yeah, well, they, they're, they're, yeah, they're all Israelis now. <laughs> yeah, they're full of this, they're full of this shit about, uh, uh, bringing in these monkeys from the third world and yeah. sicking them on white kids. And like you said, it's already resulting in rape and murder in various places. Right, we have a murder uh, on the tail of this very important NAACP a meeting with the head conservative chief. Um, this is a case out of Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. What, what, what other notable crime happened in Wichita? Uh, could that be the massacre? The Wichita massacre, in which two niggers went into a townhouse and forced a bunch of white kids to perform all sorts of sexual humiliating actions and then stole money from the ATM and then took them out to a snowy field and shot them in the head and drove them off, leaving one alive being niggers. They weren't very competent at what they did, of course, resulting in their capture. And the news of which of this horrible crime was... Uh, Never quite made it onto a cable or any TV movies. Uh, yeah, the bullet was slowed by her hair barrette. And they yeah. said in Kansas City, the Kansas City Star gave more uh, column inches to Fluffy the Lost Dog than they did to this case uh, yeah. 150 or so miles away. That's your Jew-controlled media for it. But without getting onto that too far, just from remembering that as the background of Wichita, we have this new crime against a girl, uh, Chelsea Brooks, 14, Goes to the YMCA. They set her up with a nigger coach who she falls in love with. This nigger impregnates her and then threatens her because he doesn't want it to get out. And the nigger ends up, apparently, it's not fully known what happened, but basically the 20-year-old nigger who impregnated the 14-year-old white girl paid a 17-year-old nigger and possibly some other guy to kill her. And they've, they've now got the 20-year-old and the 17-year-old, and there's a 49-year-old who might be involved somehow. Truly, an utterly disgusting story that betrays in every particular how deranged our society is. Uh, and yeah. you know, it's a nice tie into Bush and the NAACP because he's telling the niggers that we're to blame for all their problem, and he's part of this culture that celebrates Negroes not not only as equals but as superiors. Because they're so far inferior, they have to portray them as superior on TV to try to drag them up to the same level as whites. And these girls like this grow up seeing on TV that niggers are sports heroes. And then, you know, they come across, oh, my God, there's a nigger I could actually have my own personal interaction with. What happens is the nigger impregnates her and murders her. 20-year-old and a 14-year-old. 
this was written by this Suzanne Perez Perez Tobias. Yeah, in the Wichita Eagle. Now listen to this one paragraph. You know, you say this crime that happened to her or, or, or was perpetrated on her. Of course, she's deceased now. We're talking about the late Chelsea, and they they found mm -hmm. her in a partially uh, a partially submerged, partially uh, buried shallow grave in a wheat field. But here it's talking about her walking across the stage at middle school, the fucking eighth grade. This kid was. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, so this is a sub-column, she walked with pride, Suzanne Paris Tobias wants us to know. And it said how at first she didn't want to walk across the stage pregnant. And she was embarrassed about it and didn't want people whispering. But she changed her mind. She walked down the stage with pride and everybody clapped for her. Well, fuck you, Suzanne Tobias, Perez. This child is dead, and they have the nerve to write this tripe about this. What? Right. Look at that! Look at the headline. It's not. It's not even a, a headline. It's a smart, smiling girl with a secret. That's not even with a secret. No noun in verb. It's a fucking rotten corpse in the, the grave, fucking... like John Brown's body. Okay, all you uh, antis. It's, I'm sorry. It's a but... title. See, they use it. They use a title, and they focus on the girl, and it's light your candles, gentlemen. The race is about to begin to oblivion. Yeah, come on, Shane. This was an underage Heidi Klum uh, passing what the torch on. Yeah, 14. That's Four, right. 14. Yeah, fucking Heidi Klum probably inspired her, too. And her mom. Uh, I don't know what her dad, he must be a complete pussy, was doing during this, but her mom filed some order to keep the nigger away because he, he was obviously trying to keep her from talking about this. Where did she get this coach? Well, you know, at the Christian Center, the, young, the, the YMCA. Uh, she went, and they gave her a nigger coach like of her that, team, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and soon enough, she was fucking this nigger, and I blame every sector of society for this. 14-year-old girls cannot give consent. Stuff like that. 14-year-old yeah, girls hot. can't give consent. The age of consent is 16. She's considered a child, so it's rape. It's interracial rape and child molestation. And the paper, you know, they played up. Now, let me, let me make a point. This was not some stupid girl. This was actually a smart girl who was, uh, uh, went to a magnet school. And this is what they subject you to. Every corner of society is telling you, telling young white girls that they should mix with niggers. And that and that's a television. good thing. And this is the result of it. And I tell you, all the executives at ESPN should be put on public trial and executed. The same thing with Nike, for, because they are directly responsible for this kind of garbage. Because they and people like George Bush and the Jews have set up a society in which even to resist this gets you thrown in jail for hate crimes. That is a direct genocidal assault on white people. I and everyone at Goyfire and everyone who reads VNN knows exactly what is going on here. One day we are going to be on top of you, and let me tell you, there's going to be hell to pay for what you've done to people like Chelsea Brooks. And we're going to drag it all out, and we're going to document it. It's not going to be some faggoty, made-up movie like uh, you get from your, your kikes like Spielberg. It's going to be the real goddamn thing, and it's going to be put in museums, and it's going to be taught throughout the land. This is exactly what Jews... And the, the people that they co-opted and bought off like George Bush did. And we don't forgive it. And we'll never forget it. And we're going to start and doing that in our own communities now. We're, we are going to build our own communities that are made up of white people who agree with us, who are willing to breed in large numbers, and who simply are going to overpower the system as it is. I would like and to bring a little background to this story. For those of you on the coast uh, and maybe in Europe uh, and elsewhere, that think that the, the Midwest, the, the heartland, is a healthy place. Uh, I've visited Wichita many times, and uh, Wichita is an exceedingly dangerous area, and it has been uh, since the 80s. Uh, what happened there is that um, Wichita uh, is at the intersection of, um, let me see if I remember this correctly, uh, uh, I-10, 
it may be I-10 and uh, I-35. I-35 comes straight up from Texas, uh, right through the middle of the section, right in the middle of the country, and then there's a uh, east-west highway that intersects with um, that, uh, that intersects with uh, L.A. Uh, eventually, the terminus is L.A. and the um, the gangs uh, manifested themselves there in the 1980s. And it is every bit as dangerous, the, the Crips and the Bloods and the other Mexican gangs. Uh, Wichita is, is ground zero for them. It's, it's a base of operation there, and it has been for 20 or 30 years now. And uh, <clears throat> it's every bit as um, blown out, uh, destructed. Uh, uh, buildings have been you know, hollowed out, uh, and graffiti is everywhere. Uh, it's 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 just like the Bronx in New York. It's just it's a really bad, dangerous place. And of course, there's little islands that probably Chelsea Brooks lived in, uh, where property taxes uh, keep the the blacks and the Mexicans out uh, because they can't afford to live there and pay the property tax. But Wichita is an extremely nasty, dangerous place. And uh, mm-hmm. anyone who's been there knows this. And, and there are many, many Wichitas throughout the heartland uh, of this country. Well, yeah, and, we uh, saw that, that mm-hmm. story over in uh, somewhere around Kansas City that Craig did the reporting on and actually spoke to the woman. And that, that's very much the same sort of thing. These degenerate post-industrial towns play home to, as uh, Jeff says, literal drug gangs, the same as on the West Coast. So yes. but let me just read like mm-hmm. two paragraphs. You know, uh, this is out of the Suzanne Perez Tobias, obviously an affirmative action, maybe married to a white or a Jew. Uh, Suzanne Perez, her maiden name, part of the Mexican invasion, no doubt. Chelsea was very bright, kind-hearted. She never wanted anyone to be sad, Kessler said. She wasn't someone you'd think this would ever happen to. But at some point, the smart, funny, strong-willed girl fell in love with a man six years her senior, Elgin Ray Ray Robinson, Jr. And prosecutors say her adolescent affair proved fatal adolescent affair well you know these girls they take their natural mothering instinct is to be sympathetic and they pervert that by showing them niggers as objects not just cool and hip but as as someone to be felt sorry for because of the legacy of racism and that's our president out there encouraging that fucking attitude niggers victimize us we didn't victimize niggers we helped them you you would have you would have been luckier than hell to be a slave in america compared to a supposedly free free nigger in africa and they claim we're we're responsible for these fuckers no chelsea was friends with this nigger's uh, sister and that's how he met her in other words they encouraged you to make friends with niggers and so uh her sister uh or or elgin niggers elgin's uh robinson's sister fixed her up uh, yeah. With him now. Now he was a DJ for VIP Entertainment. Now, why are yeah, they yeah. always VIP? It should be. Uh, why are they always very important people? Well, we've importantized them, so to speak. The P is a primate, Craig. You should yeah, know should, that. Should be RIP is what these niggers are. <laughs> They're walking RIP. But, but, but yeah, this chick. Listen, I'm just going to read some more of this and jump in with a comment if you have it. But. Chelsea attended Cleveland Traditional Magnet School in southwest Wichita, an elementary school that features a back-to-basics curriculum. I guess uh, knowledge of racial differences isn't part of the back-to-basics. They're Christian. Uh, Most parents who choose Cleveland do so for its rigorous academics, strict discipline, and standardized dress code. The school's mission statement emphasizes values such as respect, integrity, and perseverance. There was rarely a moment that went by that she was not smiling. She was very bright, confident, and a leader in the classroom. She was elected vice president in a fifth grade project to study how government works. Um, what is so strange about this article, we're talking about an elementary school girl. 
Yeah, yeah. During elementary school, Chelsea befriended a girl who friends say was Robinson's sister. They were classmates and Girl Scout buddies and loved to play basketball, roller skate, and attend sleepovers. So if you're letting your if you're letting your daughter mix with niggers, this is exactly the kind of thing they're going to be exposed to. You see that the Jews and there may be a lie that white men are are the main child abusers, but niggers actually have higher rates of child abuse than uh, blacks. Remember, just last week we saw the uh, the gang rape by the the football players at Fresno Community College, the gang rape of the 11 year old uh, Mexican girl. And here's a here's a 13, 14. Yeah, they're saying 14, but I suspect it was actually earlier than that. He probably began sleeping with her when she was like 12. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, you know, they well, play this the, down in the paper. Right. What's throwing me off is just the age aspect. It's the same formula that we've we've seen over and you, over. You've got and a over fucking again. 20 year old nigger who's going after this very early teens white girl. The girls played basketball together at South YMCA. Robinson was one of their coaches. You see, now, you may not realize this, uh, you you who are are dull and haven't listened to Goyfire before, how could YMCA be dominated by Jews? Well, they may have nominal Christians in the head of it, just like our country does in George Bush, but the ideas that it pushes are completely Judeo-feminist. And it's it's put, part of that is pushing this race mixing. So you send your kid off the YMCA. This is what you're exposing them to: having some nigger predator as a coach. And they've been trained by the ESPN, Nike. This oh, it's a heroic nigger. Sports are super important, and niggers are who's better at sports than a nigger? I should like to fall in love with him. He's so smart and funny. And right. unless and this you is teach them otherwise, a- this is what will happen. This is and a twenty-year-old slam dunk and assistant coach on the twenty-year-old nigger is, is set loose team. on these white teenage girls. That is insane. That should never happen. In, in traditional, real America, that wouldn't happen. And, and you see, and, and as reality was teaching her, so she fell in with this guy. He got her pregnant, whatever. But she was already falling out with him and not liking him, and kind of back and forth. So reality was beginning to kick in. You know, as usual, after she's got the diseases and, and the bastards. And in this case, she was she before she... I guarantee by the time she was about 25 or 27, her life probably would have been fucked up, but she probably would have realized that going with a nigger was the start of it getting fucked up. But in this case... Crack it, instead of dead, huh? ...died before that could happen. You have to teach your daughters uh, before reality teaches them or kills them. That our country, our refounding, as Bush says, is founding on a lie. A lie that favors Jews and hurts us and is deliberately intended that way. I'm starting to fleck the spittle because this pisses me off so much. Probably because I have a daughter. But even if I didn't, I would still feel the same way. You fucking don't send your daughter out to have, oh, it's a nigger coach. He's going to help her and everything. Niggers are fine. I saw it on TV. A TV shows me niggers who are developing drugs and they've got their arm around white people and they're advising them about finances. Niggers are just like humans. I mean, they wouldn't put it on TV if it wasn't true. Right. I mean, You're a posted, fucking moron if you believe anything you see on TV. Niggers are I mean, fucking they put, apes. They post here that he's a six. He was he dropped out at sixteen and and is a twenty year old aspiring rap artist. You can imagine he has. Yeah. How many niggers aren't, aren't DJs and aspiring rap artists? Like maybe two percent of them. You know. Every nigger in the world's a fucking rapper. Yeah, maybe mind. maybe he cut a record we could uh, find. Yeah, he'd be lyrics. producing and shit. Yeah, they're all producers. They're rap artists. They're DJs. Yeah, every single fucking one of them is one of those. Yeah, I can bet the lyrics are something like "You dumb bitch ho, you you'll be so sore you can't walk." You know, like uh, the Shug uh, <laughs> yeah. quoted on a previous well, Goyfire. 
We should find his lyrics. I'm telling you, keeping it real, that stupid phrase, niggers think anything that's above the level of the groin is unreal because they can't relate to anything except basic animal desires. They don't have a, a higher mind to develop, so it, whenever they hear talk like that, it, it, to them, that's not real. That's, uh, you're, you're being pretentious. You're putting on airs. You know, that niggers don't think. It's just about drugs and pussy. I'd like to reinforce just what uh, Alex said right there. Listen to the latest uh, Truth is No Defense episode that I uh, recorded, and uh, it's pretty clear now genetics have pretty much uh, uh, proved that brain development is evolutionary by race. Not and that that's not fucking obvious to anyone with, with a brain, but, of course, it's, it's news to the New York Times where the yes apparently they have a semi-honest uh, reporter. Of course, he's just dicking around the edges. He won't come out and say it outright in the paper. Hey, niggers are about... Ah, shit, you got time to wait a couple hundred thousand years and they, they might catch up with us? <laughs> no, yeah, we're going a... on ahead. We're not interested in going back into the primeval past when you ate people and hung witches from trees. Mm-hmm. If we there's a connection the between language and uh, cognitive ability, then what does ebonics have to say for the niggero? Niggs don't well, like I... to enunciate. Well, doesn't it and tell think... them that, that their brain cannot uh, conjugate verbs properly and manage a large vocabulary? And the reason why their brains can't do that is because their brains aren't evolved to do that. No, they've evolved uh, along the lines of like the predator beast in the movies. They they rape and they uh, and they pillage and that's how they survive. They're, and they're and they do very, They're animals. It's, it's yeah, all dominance based, fear based. Uh-huh. In a society it's, in which we pay, and which we we build these wonderful cities and these this, uh, welfare infrastructure, and then allow them to run loose in there. Uh, they're they're going to have 50 million kids because uh, uh, their brains, their evolution has taught them to pillage and rape. And, boy, they've got a lot to pillage and rape. I hope Browner can get some newspapers up into Wichita over this and, and, and the, whole, the whole state. Columnists will continue this right up through the trial. They'll be writing uh, Light a Candle for Chelsea stories. Yeah, I'm trying to find if there's any other good quotes in here. Uh, the, uh, there was a couple. I, yeah, there, there's at least one other... Workers discovered Chelsea's partially buried. Niggers are so goddamn incompetent. After they kill people, they can't even hide the body. Just unbelievable. Yeah, well, here's her, one of her teachers. I think it was her volleyball coach. She, she wrote a blog after Chelsea hadn't shown up in a couple of days. Quote, you have been making good decisions for yourself, so I hope you will again right now, Gallen wrote. I'm not What's mad. What's Gallon. Yeah, I'm not going to lecture you. I just want to know that you are okay. That baby will be here soon, and you need to get home. Yeah, fuck you, Gallon. I'm okay. You're okay. Chelsea's dead. I can't find the story right at hand, but there's another story in which the reporter interviews Ray Ray Robinson. That's the impregnator and murder arranger. Grandmother. He, she interviews his grandmother, and her grandmother points to some picture on the wall from the witch. I believe the same paper, the Wichita Eagle, and it shows little Ray Ray with the uh, same uh, with the the former, I think, mayor of the town. And for some reason, he was like some problem kid, and he said the mayor. It was very unclear. He said something like the mayor is a great hero, and the mayor somehow found out about that and called that little nigger into his office and took him around the capital for a couple days and. Uh, Treated him as his little pet. So there's there's further example of authority uh, siding with these niggers in, in this great this great hoax. We all, we all just pretend that niggers are, are our equals and ignore reality. 
and just pretend it doesn't it doesn't cost us all these rapes and murders and just a general fucked up society. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, they say America's a land of freedom. Yeah, speaking well, of how come the have, people are such fucking veal? Well, we have South Africa, a perfect example of what letting Negroes out of their cages uh, means for civilized society. And I would like to again plug SouthAfricaIsCrap.blogspot.com uh, or just put in South Africa is crap into your Google search engine and find this guy's blog. It's a a gold mine of TNB, uh, typical nigger behavior, anywhere niggeros be. And in South Africa, they are now the majority of that formerly white country. And within a, a span of, let's say, 12 years, the country has gone from first world to third world and below. Uh, and, and we have here a story from that blog. Uh, psycho criminals being let loose because correctional services don't have enough psychologists. Now, here's something to make one feel all snug and safe in the new South Africa. Only 28 psychologists are employed by correctional services to consult with more than 110,000 prisoners in South Africa. This causes many offenders to be paroled without seeing a psychologist because of the critical shortage of staff. In direct violation of the department's own requirements for prisoner release. Uh, that's just one story among hundreds. And this guy's block. adding four or five stories a day, and they're taken from the news, and they just show you what happens in a society where blacks are, what, 85% of the people in the country, and the whites are, are not only politically dominated, but are literally being driven out, just as in Rhodesia, where the white population... It, it takes 20 years where blacks begin as a majority to essentially reduce the white population to next to nothing. And and all there is is a rump class of cringing, affirmatively acted against whites who are, are trying to arrange, madly trying to arrange their escape visas to Australia or some other place that typically uh, is pretty cold to them because it only wants niggers to come in because it's immigration policies and, and politics are controlled by the Jews. Hate to keep saying that, but, you know, it just keeps on being true, so I really can't change my tune. Jews control the immigration policies of all these countries, and like Craig and others have said, in the 60s they flipped it in the U.S. so that 90% of our immigrants today are uh, non-white. And they have just this end in sight, you know, the niggers taking over and destroying it. And this is, the, he's got another one, uh, Death of Johannesburg blog, where uh, he puts up pictures of neighborhoods in South Africa in Johannesburg and says, uh, this was super hot in the 80s, I couldn't afford to rent here. And and he shows you what it's like today. It's, you know, broken out windows and a bunch of monkeys kind of loitering around and mattresses in the street. And right. my point is what? this is the end of American society, too, because it's politics. It, it's not place. It's race. Race determines what kind of a society you're going to live in. Right. Demographics and is destiny. When you take people who have an average IQ of about 70, and in America they have an average IQ of about 85 because they have white admixture in them, but uh, they are not mentally capable of creating or sustaining the kind of society you listening to me right now want to live in. And nobody will tell you that, least of all your president, because the people who control our society are Jews, and it's in their interest to render, to eat us up, eat us alive, just like a, just like a praying mantis would grab a fly and start eating it alive because it sustains him. They grab America and eat it alive. 
And, then, and rendering it digestible means injecting it with niggers and collards that, that rip us up and, and allow them more easily to dominate and acquire all of our real estate and acquire all of the money. And look around any, any town near you. Who owns, the, uh, who owns most of the prime real estate? It's going to be some Jew. If you track it down, it's always going to be a Jew owning those skyscrapers and the, the high-rent commercial rentals. is almost always going to be a Jew. Why should they own everything? They didn't create this country. They're just fucking carpetbaggers and swindlers from Russia who only got here about 80 years ago. But if we say how remarkable that they are, that they accumulate wealth, and because they have such solidarity with one another, if that's commented upon and whites suggest that we start copying uh, their uh, solidarity uh, racial strategies, uh, that's, of course, evil. It's yeah. love when the Jews do it. If you look up this site called city-data.com, you can find out the races in uh, even your town and, and every state. And when you begin to look at this little by little, you can see if we're down to 58 or 62 percent of the United States now, whatever it is, why isn't 58 or 62 or whatever the number is uh, of, of the uh, racial propaganda on TV pro-white? Where is it? Why, why not? And for that taboo to exist and for white people to stand for it, we are really psychologically hammered and, and uh, essentially psychologically ill to, to, to let this stand at this late hour. Whereas we don't have media. We literally do not have media that addresses our concerns as a racial basis, as all minorities validly, they say, do. And there's something uh, really Twilight zone about that. It's very, very bizarre when you just look at it and think about it. Yeah, we're yeah, treated Our next topic up is the European uh, censorship agencies. But uh, in relation to your point, uh, there was a guy, a blogger by the name of Ted Pike, uh, with a, a bunch of articles about Jewish uh, censorship and media ownership. And he mentions just right off the top of his head on, on one blog, uh, Ivan Seidelberg, CEO of uh, Verizon, um, Viacom. Uh, we we know that uh, that Murray Rothstein is involved in that. Also, uh, Sony CEO of Sony, Howard uh, Stringer, and uh, Comcast. Brian Robert. So they're they're looking to create a new founding of the internet, just the way they created a new founding of America. And that means it's dominated by a handful of pipeline suppliers who have the legal ability to impose their terms of service, which includes anti-hate, effectively coming up with a technical way to prevent sites like VNN from uh, being on the Internet. That's one of their pushes. And the other push is to create hate crime legislation and make it global and uniform. And uh, they've already gone a long way towards that in the EU. Right. As, as uh, we've seen. Yeah, on the American Black actually scene. ran into this a few years ago, this pipeline issue and problem. But anyway... For the time being, uh, uh, white racists have been able to get around it, but that not, may not be the case, especially in Europe, as Aegis is saying. Right. The pipeline suppliers is who he names in this uh, one article, uh, Ted Pike. He says, another Jewish communication monopoly lobbying for Internet control is Comcast, the largest cable TV network in America, twice the size of AOL Time Warner. Comcast was fo founded by Jewish... Ralph Roberts with his son Brian, now CEO. Uh, the Weezer Center yeah. of Museum of Tolerance for his great integrity for being intolerant of intolerance. Jeffrey Katzenberg of DreamWorks <laughs> presiding at the Wiesenthal Award Ceremony presented a silver menorah to Brian Roberts saying, quote, I don't know anyone who is more connected to his Jewish heritage.
Uh, yeah, and these are needs a menorah metal, but anyway. Yeah, these these are giant companies that are owned by Jews. Verizon is another one. You see their ubiquitous ad on TV, uh, owned by Kikes, offering kind of one one stop communication uh, service, and that's kind of where it's all heading. Uh, combining every every form of communication into one and offering it at a, at a low rate, and mm-hmm. as always, it gets these industries start out small and diverse, and then they concentrate in just a handful. And the handful are either owned by Jews or they embrace Jewish uh, terms of service. So that's a technical threat to the Internet. And one of the few Christians in America who will speak overtly not just about the technical attempt to impose censorship, but the uh, Jewish political attempt to impose it is uh, Reverend Ted Pike at truthtellers.org, I believe it is. And, of course, he doesn't, he's not a racist. He doesn't take our point of view on the race as he believes You know, Jews can be separated from their... <laughs> remarkably repetitive actions of the last few thousand years. Uh, his view is, nevertheless, he, he accurately and very usefully describes what the ADL is up to uh, in attempting to impose a global, quote, hate, unquote, speech suppression. Hate speech being whatever speech Jews hate, of course. Just as an anti-Semite is someone Jews hate. Uh, it's uh, You just have to reverse the terms to get the reality. And, and they already have in Europe speech provisions that they're, they're like everywhere else. They want to be one thing. They want to be one thing and, and claim they're another. They want to claim that they're upholding freedom of expression while in reality they are uh, discriminating against all political views but their own. They, they prevent their own position as universal human rights. As this is not just a political position. It's, it's somehow more basic. That, that there's, they pretend that everyone has agreed on their beliefs or they, their beliefs form the basis of a common united humanity when in fact their, their view is simply another political position and one that is not grounded in facts or reason or, or logic or like interests. A way that they've, they've honed this skill over many centuries is via Talmudic um, debate and dissertation and word games, ontological uh, mm-hmm. Actually, reasonings or or, or uh, feints, and it's to the point now where they're quite skilled at it to represent themselves uh, as the savior of humanity, yeah. and as as the height of humanity, while at the same time uh, essentially being well, actually being totally in disingenuous. It's, it's a, something Arians can't really get their minds around. Let's put it that way. That's what I'm trying to say, because. It would not occur to us to do that. That's why we can sometimes uh, be misperceived when we're speaking about uh, harshly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Jews will supposedly are always talking about love, even when they're strafing with F-16s. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's a very love. Middle Eastern mindset that well, uh, we, harkens back yeah. to the bizarre. I, I don't know if we posted it or not, but uh, Aegis dug up the uh, EU has a monitoring center on racism and xenophobia and they put out a publication they're on the 18th number of that publication i was reading through that before we started the show today and it's remarkable in fact i saw a new sort of extension of of their lies i mean they start off as craig said they're very verbal they they, the jews background is living in ghettos and um, their idea is that all adult males should do is study the talmud which is this endless 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 commentary hair splitting and essentially it amounts to developing in, the, in themselves through interbreeding and cultural tradition uh, an advanced ability to lie. Uh, 
which, when they're led out of the ghettos, as they were by Napoleon, confers on them immense social advantage. And they go and they take over the law schools, and pretty soon they redefine words from their normal meaning, and they, they have everybody singing their tune. They, they allow, it helps them take over the high positions in society that don't involve muscle. And, and through money, you can pretty much control everything else. And so they, you know, it's not, it's not free speech. The Jew comes up with the concept of hate speech, right? So that's, that's part one. So first there's free speech, and it, it's pretty obvious to us Arians what that is. And there might be a couple exceptions. You can't shout fire in a movie theater. You can't deliberately cause a rally to break forth by encouraging violence. But other than that, you can, you're free politically to speak what you want. The Jew comes in and redefines free speech to mean A, pornography rather than political speech. B, he comes up with the concept of hate speech that he says, at first he says, he, he tries to create in the public mind the idea that there's a difference between hate speech and free speech, which is, of course, not true. Hate speech is speech Jews hate and want to outlaw, while pretending that they uphold free speech. And the next advance they made in this, which I saw today for the first time, is to claim that what they call their construct hate speech actually undermines free speech. So you've got to love it. It's totally Jewy. It's chock full of heady Jewish goodness to claim that not only is what you're saying, it's not hate, just hate speech. You're actually undermining free speech with your hate. And Americans don't understand or believe how Jewish we've become. They just don't oh my know because God, they don't yeah. know about Jew Judaism. Yeah. If you just look into it minorly, you can figure it out. There are very Ron perverse Kubo, people. He, he wrote, yeah, he wrote an essay this week, We're All Israelis Now. Well, duh, mm -hmm. I guess we've known that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. Uh, Craig brings up the Lebanon example. The Jew bombs the living hell out of Lebanon. In response to having a couple of its soldiers killed, it kills hundreds of civilians. Displaces 500,000. Yeah, and it's Israel. Yeah, well, it's more than that. It's like uh, it was about a million the last time I heard. It was 500,000, like Wednesday. But the point is, yeah. they, you know, while they're kicking the shit out of this guy, oh, stop kicking me and hurting me. And their, their tool channels like Fox show long, loving interviews with every third cousin of their soldier who was legitimately seized uh, in, in battle. And uh, they're, they're, you see, they claim that they were seized on Israeli soil, but the other side says they were seized uh, on Lebanese soil. And you d cannot believe what Fox says, but my point is that that's equivalent to the, this hate speech stuff. The Jew inverts reality to serve his purpose and to dupe you and mislead you and, and screw you up and eventually end up with your money and your property. We've quoted that old Polish proverb before on Goyfire, and that is, the Jew cries out in pain as he slaps you. And that's really uh, yeah. what's going on in Lebanon. Stop and uh, most Americans now are totally identified with Israel. In fact, the mere suggestion that we should not be totally identified with Israel strikes most Americans as anathema to you know, consciousness itself, practically. Craig, they so identify with Israel is absolutely right. They identify with Israel far more than with the U.S. And it's even gone that one Christian woman said, you know, if it ever came to it, I'd side with Israel. Just merely stating explicitly, which is what, what is very obvious when you watch a few minutes of Fox. I mean, these brittle, vitriol-spewing, model-chested bottle blondes on Fox are, they're kind of, they're, they're malls. If you know what a mall is, it's a gangster's girl. And oh, they just love their big, tough guy beating up these, these innocent, weak little people. It, makes, it gives them a real sexual thrill. And they are so shitting on these... If you don't want to be an these, M MTV Wigris mall, turn to Fox. Yeah, and they're, they're shitting on their fellow Americans who have to be evacuated and calling them brats and, and jerks because uh, they're, they're unhappy about being... They're, they're insufficiently grateful for being bombed out of their homes by these Jews.
who are using American dollars and American weapons to do it. And, and these, these Fox who claim they're these all-American flag wavers, right, conservatives who love America, well, they shit on their fellow Americans. And, and you're only American insofar as you, you agree with Israel. And it, it, it's gone, like Craig, Craig implies, it's gone beyond the point of consciousness. They are so over-identified with Israel, it's not even funny. Even beyond you know, this where the Israelis week. are. The Israelis Alex, don't even take themselves that seriously. This last week when you were talking about the Fox jingle and how mind-numbing it is, you know, the, how it's so similar to that uh, Mark Knopfler, who's a Jew, uh, uh, ditty from the 80s, which was, I want my MTV. Well, soon after, Knopfler and uh, ZZ Top and all of those guys left MTV to be supplanted by nigger hip-hop, well, uh, the audience, the baby boomers, I suppose, came of age, and, and now they're uh, tuned to Fox. I mean, when will this? I heard Fox ratings just drop in the last couple of weeks, but I don't know what it's going to take short of World War III. And, and the Jews are anxious for that. Ben Stein wrote an article about uh, Eretz is this week and how we're, we should all be for it. Most Americans don't even have a clue what that means, but it, it includes the entire Holy Land is what it essentially is. And so it's odd Ben Stein would, would quote that. And, and if you look up Wikipedia, the Jews uh, uh, for Eretz is... They've uh, edited that to, to seem, make it seem innocuous. I don't think Israel has any friends in the world except the U.S. They can't even buy them. They made trade our technology to China, but I don't have any real friends anywhere else. And uh, it's it's just this shrill, small band of people that is that is maintaining on the web and on TV that what Israel does is defending the civilized world, or or it's the canary in the mine. That's one of their favorite figures, which is. <laughs> So ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't even bear discussion for anyone who knows the facts of the situation. Israel is stuffed with nuclear weapons. Israel doesn't allow nuclear inspections, yet hypocritically says those who try to get a nuke or two to defend themselves against the type of aggression we see in Lebanon are the real threat. So everything Jews say, all you got to do, this is what's so neat about it. They can lie and lie and lie, but just invert it. Flip it over <laughs> and you get the truth every single time. And TV is the Jewish mind at work inside your house and so you see if you see something on TV, your head the reverse is the case if they show a nigger like developing a new drug you go niggers never develop a new drug then look up the facts <laughs> and you'll see no niggers ever developed any drug yeah, that's funny because that's what they did uh, under pravda and the bolsheviks in russia sure so there's a historical parallel it's it's a little cozier and, and fuzzier here in america but it's the same thing there's there's one way to think and anybody who disagrees is a hater and we can, uh, we can eliminate and ban racism and xenophobia and hate speech and still uphold freedom of expression. It's just exactly like, and we'll post these links to the EU PDFs of their, of their document but, uh, at the Racist Monitoring Center. But uh, It's actually called European Monitoring Center on Racism and Xenophobia. Now, of course, racism and xenophobia are two words uh, created like yeah. by communists. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, the, but they, they actually have concepts and load them, and they preload them with their hateful assumptions, and then they fire them off like they're real words that reflect reality. And this is a per particular Jewish pervert. It's like a, it's like a political perversion, like a sexual perversion. Is the Jews? It's hard enough to represent reality with words if you're trying to be clear and honest. Mm -hmm. But when you get Jews involved, Jesus Christ, there's like 20 filters between you and reality. Although it really is, usually it ends up being as easy as simply flipping what they say on its head to get the truth. You know, right. Uh, O.J. is not guilty. Huh? O.J. is yeah. guilty. Yeah. Okay. Right. But, but well, he, I looked into the details of this EUMC. Now, of course, that's the 
the abbreviation of the European Monitoring Center on Racism and Xenophobia. Now, the EU itself is a quasi-political organization that... Supranational. It's supranational, right. The the thing is, they're trying to create all sorts of commonalities that extend throughout as much of Europe as they can encompass. And they they really hate... This is how... And a lot of... This isn't even a Jewish thing, but a lot of white people think the same way. You have to force everybody to be the same everywhere. And it just really bothers them that they might have a slightly different standard in Slovakia than they would in Italy or France. They got everything's got to be the same, and this actually uh, dates back to France. They destroy all local differences and uh, force them into a national system, and everybody has to think the same way. So <coughs> that's not fully a Jewish mentality. That's that has a white historical tradition, and it's it's a negative. But they're trying to create these laws, and they're really angry that they aren't in place across the EU community yet. So that's what they're working on. That's their current political agenda. And American really Jews is. are helping them. People like uh, yes. the, the, the Jews at Gonzaga University who have the uh, yes. uh, hate PhD and so forth. We've, we've talked about that before. So let's Columbia, keep that in mind. It's international yeah, well, Jews working the, together to squelch yeah, whites. The, the big point there is that the U.S. has the one main legal stumbling block, which is the First Amendment, that the Jews have not been yeah. able fully to get around. They've, they've curtailed it. They've cut it on the commercial side. You don't have free speech when you're placing an employment or housing ad. So they've gotten around that by redefining, oh, well, well, we don't have free speech in the papers. We have commercial speech. That can be regulated. So they chip, 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 chip away, and they, they draw, and they X out little areas of, that were formerly covered by the First Amendment. Hate speech, though, is, is much, much, much bigger than that. And they already have the kind of laws they want in place in Europe although not as uniformly as they'd like. And they, but what they want to do is, as I said, they want a global systemic oppression of anybody who observes the facts about the new world order they're trying to create. In which, and you, you know, you won't... And that literally extends to the level of you won't even be able to cite just plain facts. Like we saw with Tom Winicky in Canada. You can't cite the facts about minorities and how they're destroying Toronto because that would tend to thwart the Jewish political agenda by showing people yeah. what's actually going on and how it's not in their interest. Right. That right. Did you please repeat that definition? Uh, the, the, the definition you read a while ago, or you spoke, and um, that's so essential to understand how we can have free speech but not hate speech. Well, the, that's what, a little look, I, I wrote this down. It made me so angry re- reading this. Sure. First of all, they're deliberately trying to confuse action and thought. To, to imply that they constantly they just mm-hmm. shift between them with not making any distinction so that one pre-thought, minute pre-thought they, yeah they want to kill the idea like if I say niggers committed 80% of the murders in this area even though they're only 20% of the population that's a hate crime and they want to lump that in the same with inciting to violence or other things that may have been traditionally outlawed that's just that's a, a ground level irritation that you encounter throughout their stuff is the very very and that is not white that is Jewish uh, uh, the, the Jews so, claim that there is no difference between be thought and behavior. The Jews always want to claim there's, that a racist thought is a racist expression, is a racist act. They, they want to eliminate all... The traditional white view is that there's a difference. You can have your opinion when it turns into action, then it's subject to regulation. You can believe whatever you want about niggers, but you can't go out and murder them. You can't go out and murder someone. You may hate them and think they should be dead. There's always been a difference between the th- belief and the action, but Jews want to er- eradicate that. They want to get it to the thought. If they could, if they could get to the point, and there was a story about a week ago about they've got a little computer that a guy who's like a quadriplegic can use. By thinking thoughts, he can manipulate 
stuff on a computer screen. Now, I'll tell you, when they get to that to the point where they can control and localize what they call racist behavior in the brain, they will claim it's anti-Semitic and racist and eventually illegal to uh, think racist thoughts, and you'll have to wear a monitor, and they absolutely would enforce that. That's exactly how they think. And, and they don't want anybody even think. They, they will suppress so far as they possibly can to the point of creating a new species fit to serve them as slaves in an eternal new world order. They will go that far to suppress any resistance to their agenda. They've already popularized the word hate as being one of the worst possible words in the English language. It's a mean, right up there. It means nothing. Objectively, it means nothing. It's just shit that they don't like and don't want. So they use the worst possible word, and they inflame people against it. You're a hate. But in the masses' mind, it, it's a really a boogaboo word now. It is, because people, words are like magic to most people. They're far more real than reality. You're a Nazi. Whoa. Oh, Nazis are horrible. You deny the Holocaust? <gasps> That's horrible. You know, it's essentially a feminine mindset. There's only a tiny minority of white males that is capable of originating or thinking ideas all the way through and seeing where they lead. And that's the minority they are concerned to crush because it can compete with them. And this horrible eternal world of eternal slavery that they're striving to create. I had a chance to skim through this, uh, this PDF. It's a 32-page PDF. And I, I looked through it, and I, the thing that came to mind, and what was you mentioned earlier, was was the Talmudic reasoning. And this this document is just full of hair splitting and angst and hand wringing, and it doesn't really seem to say anything uh, other than just uh, hair uh, hair splitting arguments and so forth. The um, the person in charge of this uh, EU MC is uh, the Vice President Fratini. And he's a, he's a head of this commission, and he said he said this is a doublethink, Orwellian doublethink exactly. He said, "quote There is no contradiction in simultaneously protecting people against yeah. racist speech, and making sure the freedom of expression remains one of the key pillars upon which our society is founded." That's but it, you know exactly, and that's like a college professor saying we we embrace both diversity and high standards, and we reject that there's any you know they're trying to claim two cognitive things at once. As yes, cognitive, yes, they're just and saying that, fuck you to anybody who can think, and, and, and they think they can dissonance. push this over on us. Too many people. It's not dissonance. It makes hey, li li listen to this quote from there: "Protecting people from racist and xenophobic discourse is a basic principle of any democratic society." I assure you that that goes to citing crime stats to prove that. Uh, allowing a Muslim or, or nigger immigrants is bad for Denmark or, or any other society. You can't say that because you're inciting hostility against a group of people. Just like Tom Winicki can't say that minorities are wrecking Toronto and we should get rid of the Jews who let them in. You, you, no, no. That's dem in a democratic society, you can't. It's, it's basically allowing this Jewish feminine mentality where everything must be made safe. And it takes a particularly Jewish caste and the Jews must be made safe. You can't say anything that's not nice. When you have women in politics, uh, it, it really supports and disguises the original source of this thought control, which is the Jews. The Jews want to control our thoughts so we can't pose any opposition to them. But when you bring women into the democratic process, well, it's not nice. Their, their gut feeling, although they, they can't even translate it into words, is you shouldn't really be allowed to say anything that's hurtful about anybody. So, boom, there goes all satire. You can't expose anybody to ridicule or hostility. Their feelings might be hurt. Just say something nice or don't say anything at all. 
Okay, and we're, we're not just asking that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually one of our house rules, okay? You know, and if you can't live with that, well, we have a very nicely appointed graveyard just down the road, okay? You might be a little happier there. Yeah, kind of an eternal hostel, you know? I'm sorry, we're trying to build a nice society here. And, and I've encountered this, this at every step of my life. And he, typically, and it's not, it's not purely a wasping. I react because that's, that's the first type that I was exposed to who really wasp liberals with three names who we can uphold the first D and high standards at the same time. No, you can't. Remember, call some girly men, white, the few oh, white men God. who support this, girly men. Our faggoty college president was, uh, what was his name, David, David something Alexander, and, and they show him on the, uh, the graduate uh, mag, and he's sitting in a chair, and his wife's hand is on his shoulder. Just like, it looked exactly like the, the reverse of the traditional sort of uh, sex, pose of the sexes. It's just, he's got this, this stupid ruddiness and, and blue eyes and just childishly stupid grin on his face. And this is, we're beca- are we going to become human veal? Where everything of substance is decided for us by some asshole who's the only one allowed to be an adult, and we're going to live the way they tell us in a little box, and not move around and think our own thoughts. If you can't think your own thoughts and draw conclusions and act on them, you're not a man. Now, God damn it, we're not going to de-evolve into fucking animals and go back to the title pool. I'm not going that direction. We're going a different direction. And these these fucking stupid and they're not even Jews on this thing because the the Jews are the ones who create all these bogus concepts and set up the committees. They're staffed by typical idiots like the the the, the Winkler broad and the Fertini guy running it. Yeah, well, the yeah. Winkler she, she's, Wait, she's asking the questions and Fertini is answering, and the questions she answers uh, sets them here. Does the European Union need? New normative rules to outlaw incitement ah. to racial hatred. Now, isn't that wonderful? And then he answers, definitely yes. As a matter of fact, the EU already has legislation dealing with incitement to violence and hatred for a racist or xenophobic purpose, namely the 1996 Joint Action on Combating Racism and Xenophobia. And then he goes on, Nevertheless, as the European Parliament stressed several times, this joint action needs to be revised. When Europe is striving to become a common justice area, we need EU legislation establishing that the same racist and xenophobic favor is punished everywhere in the European Union. Yeah, that's what I meant by they want to have absolute uniform mental slavery and, and, and forbiddings. Look, let, and me, let, me, uh, let me cut, I think... Just cut right through uh, the Gordian knot. And the reason why all this exists and what we as white nationalists know, what everyone knows on this program is, is we are now a mixed multitude. And uh, we, no, we no longer have uh, a consensual society. And that's why there's a goy fire. Uh, that's why there are black nationalists. Uh, that's why there are Jewish supremacist organizations, because we live a society that is now fighting each other. And uh, uh, we can't have free speech in a society like that, really. We, we can in, in some regards, because uh, uh, it, it is, uh, uh, people are saying what is true. And it's ironic that if we once again had a consensual society, uh, this whole free speech question becomes moot. 
because a consensual society is basically a peaceful society, and there's no need for people to express themselves in this manner, uh, you know, in, in the manner that we do in Goy Fire or, or the European nationalists do, because the whole impetus for this uh, uh, this movement of ours is gone. If we had a, a, a again, if we had a consensual, a homogenous society, and it, this stuff is not going to stop. And it's just going to become, and, and at the same time, there's going to be more police state action like this. As, yeah. And the, the solution white nationalists have is to expel these people from our midst and, and return to a peaceful, consensual society. We have the solution. Mr. Frattini with the EUMC, he has no solution other, other than police state action. Well, it's been said before, multiculturalism is the precursor to a police state, which is it why... Is. Libertarianism is uh, also more or less a precursor to slavery because you, you it doesn't can, yeah, they're, form they're the opposition keep, needed. They struggle to keep the old concepts, but to pour the new wine into the old bottles, to use the biblical uh, simile they, they, uh, or analogy. They, the they, new con. Yeah. yeah, they want to call it free speech, but they want to denature it, you know? They don't. They don't want real free speech. Would mean criticism. Real free speech doesn't. You don't have any need for monitoring centers if you have free speech. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> If you're allowed to speak your mind, why do we need people monitoring? I mean, it's not free if you've got monitors telling you what you can say. But, of course, they don't want the, the most basic questions of social order open to question. They, they have the answers, and they mean to enforce them. And yeah, the well, problem here, here, is the racist who won't go along with it. You know, here's another question that uh, Winkler puts to Fratini. What would such a law do for people in the European Union? Could you give a practical example of its benefits? So right there, it's loaded. It has benefits, right? Not the detriments. Yeah. And he answers, the main result would be that there will be no place in the European Union where perpetrators are free to behave in a racist and xenophobic manner. But behave, I and mean, see, he, he again... They're continually they are abrading the difference between a behavior and a belief. At one time they'll say, "Well, it's not clear. Can you believe this? Can you can you speak your mind?" Well, you know, luck. We don't have to refer to. They're trying to erase that distinction, but we know from the practical results from Winnicki, from Zundel, from uh, Irving, we know that in practical terms you're not allowed to speak your mind. So. It ain't, it ain't about inciting violence. They love to use that. It's about if you speak against this global slavery order, we're going to throw you in jail. And God damn it, you better get in line and get your, get your laws in line with ours and forbid this kind of speech because we don't like it. We don't want it. It's in the way of our new world order. When they confuse the lines between thoughts and actions, it's similar to the Spalding case in Boston we talked about whereby he was defending his girlfriend from a negress and uh, when you actually do that, and then you're successful, and then they uh, raid your apartment yeah. as an ancillary investigation, they find Dr. Pierce on your MP3s or something, then they write about that in the newspaper. So uh, sure. the, the, the more they can bleed the line between uh, thoughts and actions, uh, the more they can frighten people into not having well, you, you can. I think that document that, we're, that we, I don't know if we have her, but we will post it, uh, this, uh, the, it's called Equal Voices. That's the title of this publication put out by the EU's uh, Monitoring Center on Xenophobia and Racism. And, uh, you know, equal, vo what the hell is that? Equal Voices? This is a stupid, lukewarm, vealish way of putting it. But, yeah, continually, you can see the, the conflict in their own mind between 
they, they want to basically say that citing crime stats is the same as murdering niggers. It constitutes an, in, an incitement to violence. And they don't want either well, one. Well, remember. But they, but they don't want to say, they're, they're just, they don't want to say, it, it, you know, and I think all this tracks back on the white side. The Jews have obvious political interests. On the white side, it tracks back the genetic advantage that must accrue to people who always believe they're in the right. And they believe it so strongly they're willing to oppress others. Thus, they, they have no perspective on themselves, and they believe they can never be wrong. And that may make them brittle, but it also makes them strong, because it's always the other guy who's guilty. And the more you attack, the more you tend to win. So that's why these people are always turning up on top, even in white society. And they're turning it against the more desirable type of people, like us here at Goyfire, who tolerate people saying other things and aren't afraid of it. But they're, this genetic fucking mutation that by which people can ne never ever see themselves as immoral or wrong is is very very common even among white people and the jews have certainly perverted that or they've channeled that which could have many manifestations to to have a political manifestation that serves them so that it, it says you can't speak against the conditions jews are creating that's hate that makes you a racist that makes you an anti-semite that makes you juggable the jug being the joint, the big house, the place that yeah, people well, like Dick Gregory. I mean, belong. they're they're talking right now about getting that passed on a European wide level. Now, mm -hmm. right now, there are com uh, countries such as Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, which we have been chronicling uh, with the uh, Zundel trial and and others. Uh, Rudolph, yeah, no. they're sitting in jail. So effectively, and, and in these yeah. countries, this legislation already exists. They just yeah. want it on a European yeah. level, which means yeah, yeah. every some, single some European country. I, I hate to interrupt, but this stuff really pissed me off. I mean, yeah, they they don't have quite the, the, the laws a degree off in some back province of the Czech Republic, and that's that's what they're referring to. I mean, the thing is, it, it, if we were reading this in a vacuum, it might be one thing. And it's proposals and a bunch of assholes on a committee, and and you know what that's like if you've been to college at all. But we have, like I said, the real cases. We know what they mean, and in practice, if you hold a historical opinion that differs with the Jews, boom, you're in jail. Boom, they send people to beat you up. Boom, the Jew paper doesn't even cover it. Okay, or boom, you're in jail if you're in Canada. This show that we're doing, what I'm saying right now, would be illegal in most of Europe. I might be able to get away with it if I if I were living in rural Russia. Okay, but I would not be able to get away with it in England or in, uh, in Germany or in any German-speaking country or in France. You get thrown in jail if you say stuff like and that. And Goyfire gets but disseminated worldwide, too. They don't yeah, like that's why we in America have more of a duty than anyone to speak up because we still have the formal legal freedom. They have attacked VNN. They attacked us for running ads that they said. One of the ads, a guy said that he was white in it. Well, it turns out they claim it's illegal to say that you're white, even not, not trying to hire people who are white. He said that he was white and looking for a job. So you can't even say your race in an employment ad. That's how it is in America. Another ad, they didn't like one uh, adjective that was used in our ad, so they harassed us for two years over a classified ad. I'm not going to describe any more. Because they don't, they don't need to know more than that. But we, we triumphed and we beat them. But, on the other hand, we had to put up with a couple of years of bullshit for no reason. And this, this is in, in probably the formally freest country in the world in terms of political speech. Uh, and, so and they and have worldwide monitoring for hate. We have worldwide monitoring of uh, Jewish thought control. Yeah, we need, we need worldwide monitoring of Jews. Because Jews are the ones who are... Uh, who hate us and are trying to do away with us by creating policies that ensure that there are all too many uh, Brooks girls, Chelsea Brooks, 
Rape, murdered by niggers, just like the Jews intend. White flower, the white youth, going to a magnet school, much smarter and more ambitious than average. Well, I say, I'll we tell got, you this. They fucked her up. It's another triumph for the synagogue. We are now, as Craig said long ago, we, that is that, well, the white nationalists on this program and, and, and those who are with us, we are now the culture of critique. Because yeah, we are now... Yeah, we are breeding, we are inculcating our young, we are developing our own media uh, centers, and we are now the culture of critique, and we're going to deconstruct the Jews and their system. Exactly, that's exactly what we're doing here. We are the culture of critique, and we are going to re-refound America, and we're going to found it correctly, and Bush and the cunts are going to go on trial. And Bush, you there, you know, manhandling uh, the German chancellor, so hopefully we can get some of those krauts on our side to go die in Afghanistan. Now that the other countries are kind of fagging out and tired of it, I mean, what a joke. This guy's a total tool, the Jews. We represent the real America and what the people who want a solid future for our kids. We're going our own way. We are not going the way that the uh, Jew slave order is going. And we encourage you, you listening to us to join in in whatever capacity that is. Yeah. Well, getting back to the EUMC, uh, it has, uh, I, I delved into the details, it has an operating budget of about 11,000, uh, no, excuse me, $11 million per year and has 40 staffers. It also yeah. has a, a data collection system called Raxen, spelled R-A-X-E-N, which uses 2,000 national focal points to measure the progress in quotation marks of countries and their struggle against racism we must right. take the temperature continually how are exactly. they doing did, did how know? many minorities are in fire departments how many minorities are in political offices yeah. how many women uh, are in parliament across the board they have 2,000 focal points that they use for this I, I've never seen social engineering committed uh in well in such oh, a come on that's in that. america that's eeoc stuff you you know you how many left-handed uh amerasian uh you know lesbians are employed in fish canning in seattle and stuff i mean that's all eeoc affirmative <laughs> action stuff they're now bringing it to europe it's been in america for 35 years at, where they track every kind of business, and even Walmart just said now, oh, we're going to, you know, they, they try to make promotion of managers contingent and salary of managers contingent on how many minorities they fire. This shit goes right down to the warehouse. It's mind boggling the complexity and, and really the, the, the monitoring that goes on here. Uh, I, I don't think average Joes or, or Janes have any idea. Uh, well, if they work in that stuff, they, they have an idea. I mean, they plenty, plenty of people listening to me know what it means when I say that white males are, are carrying the load for niggers. Okay, they, they have to do the work while you carry the lesbian, you carry the nigger, you carry the whatever who uh, uh, has a secure job and can't be fired because they know that they're going to be sued for some kind of discrimination if they do. If that's not tyranny, that is tyranny. You know, who put this system in place? Well, it's just a bunch of Jews under uh, Nixon, that great conservative president. Was the one who really, LBA established affirmative action, but uh, Nixon really set it in stone, really got it going, institutionalized it. And right, he was about as conservative. About it's anti-white. About you know, every, every kind of racism Bush, they right. track on there. Well, what's the racism, the hatred of white people? Now they don't track that. They track the racism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. There's no laxism, though. That's our own coin word for 
for Jewish hatred of white people. That, that is practically the defining feature of the New World Order. Got to get was, rid of this, us. This term loxism was actually, as you pointed out, Alex, uh, used by the ancient Romans. It's a Latin word. and I believe means, that's yeah. true. I believe yeah. that's true. Yeah, I think Tacitus used that, didn't he? Loxism to refer to the... I believe he the, did. I, yeah, I believe the, he used it somewhere. Of course, my Latin yeah. is not perfect, but I believe yeah. that he had some phrase to that, that more or less translates into loxism that meant the Jewish hatred of the Aryan race and attempt to suppress it. He and, said, and boy, uh, he said uh, Jews are the enemies of all mankind. They are loxist. And I think that's from the word lox, loxist. Uh, if, if you want to, uh, it's look quite at that. possible. Yeah. Granted, I'm no etymologist, but certainly, certainly, uh, every single race that has ever interacted with the Jews or had the unfortunate circumstance of having Jews among them has its leaders have produced similar comments. Jews are seen as a pestilence. That, like Voltaire said, I should not be surprised if at some time this race threatens the whole of mankind. It threatens the entire globe, and that that time is now. They threaten the entire globe, and they're, they're very gloating and gleeful, and they're, they're very happy. Hey, their guys own most of the real estate. Their guys own the major communications companies. Their guys define, define the thoughts of the average global citizen, you know, who thinks almost purely in Jewish loaded terms. We here are showing you the difference. White people do not believe. They don't understand. They don't have an inkling, the vast majority, that the Jews are setting this agenda for them uh, really right before their very eyes. And white people take things at face value, generally, and it's so hard to teach, even the ones who have a very high IQ, it's so hard to teach them that, look, this is being conducted by these people for their advantage. That's why they create these terms. Do you see how, they, how, it, how it's false? Uh, you try to get them, and it's almost like it takes a gene to look at the thing sideways, right? Look at the Punch and Judy show from the side, and you see them, oh, there's a guy back That's there. That's why they control the He's got his hands up the puppets, and he's manipulating them in a show to amuse the tots. That's how you're being treated by the media, as a stupid little kid, fit only for their Punch and Judy shows. Right, well, and, I uh, want to encourage the, the readers to look at the show notes. Not only will the links to the UM, uh, EUMC uh, be posted, but also the organization by the name of ENAR, which coordinates over 600 anti-racist NGOs, as well mm -hmm. as uh, ZARA, an organization funded by uh, the Viennese City uh, Council. And at yeah, and Aegis will, will have the, uh, the Ted Pike, the Reverend Ted Pike links in there, too, where he discusses the technical and the ADL attacks on the First Amendment and how that fits in. That's like the, the, remaining, the largest single remaining piece of the global suppression puzzle that the Jews are trying to put in place by continually chipping away at the First Amendment and the technical means whereby we bring you this program and our websites. Whites have to vertically integrate, not just to bring you this. We have to own ISP. We have to own the computers. We have to own the software. We have to uh, own the print shops. We have to vertically integrate. Ultimately, we have to vertically integrate until we become a whole self-serving nation. And soon enough, that's going to take place physically and in our own communities, and we will have a place set up and encourage you to move there if you're the right type of character. Or at least, I'm saying that is the next great step before white nationalism. We've got media presence. We've got people hitting the sites. They, they like reading what we're saying. Well, now it's time to build that community as we can legally on the ground and create a new culture 
in which children are obviously highly important and we live by our own rules and we explicitly oppose the New World Slave Order. And uh, it, obviously it can't be Christian-based because uh, Christianity is insanity and it, it's proven itself to be adaptable to almost any, any kind of political order uh, because it's universalist and it tends to attract idiots. Uh, and we have to create something better and different. That's the next great step for white nationalism is creating a re-refounding on the ground that will in time take over the space called America. Yes, well, speaking of insanity, we have a case out of Central Florida. A student at the University of Central Florida is accused of setting a fire on campus as a way to meet women, according to Local 6 News report. Police said Matthew Damsky admitted to lighting a couch on fire at the academic village dorms last week. Damsky Never told forget. officers <laughs> Damsky <laughs> told officers he hoped he would be able to meet women as the building was evacuated. He was arrested for arson and booked in Orange County Jail. So uh, Jane, I know you've been following this. Yeah, the the interesting aspect of it to me is probably this this uh, Matthew Damsky was schooled in yeshivas or certainly in the, the Jewish uh, mind wine of uh, uh, the Holocaust and the Holocaust means a great fire conflagrations and, and, and here he is literally starting a fire to get his way which is to meet shikses the beautiful blonde shikses of central Florida <laughs> mixed in there with the muds and then the kikes and uh, so to get his way uh, again he refers back to the Holocaust after uh, some years of training of course I guess he was in his early 20s and 19 something like that but the point is he's, he's got an early start here and if you look I guess at the thread it, it called yeah, Florida Kike Holocaust's couch to meet chicks is, is the thread I mean I guess yeah. in the old days they would uh, throw a Molotov cocktail in a barn That's right. <laughs> a little more sophisticated in the quad they are these pretty like, wacko you sure he's a Jew? Well, uh, you can look at the the Damsky con- uh, connections. Uh, Damsky plus rabbi, Damsky plus synagogue, Damsky plus uh, Jew, and then look at his picture, and then uh, he's in Central Florida. I, I find it hard to believe that one of the sons of the learned elders would be reduced to attending such an unprestigious institution. Surely a fine Jewish boy could be doing a little better than University of Central Florida. <laughs> Possible, though. The Damsky sounds Jewish, but I don't know about the Matthew. Well, the Matthew's not, but you know, they will have, these days Jews will have first names Chris even occasionally. It's quite something. You know, it doesn't bother them to hide their name. I don't think the Matthew part's bothersome to them. They'll pick Catherine anything. Mm, I see the example of too many damn people going to so-called colleges. Well, it's a problem when these kids are, are, are also raised on MTV. Sounds like that head case that was burning those Christian churches over in, uh, what was that, Alabama or Mississippi? Yeah, it's just a little less spectacular couch instead of a church, you know. For they do seem to have a great disconnect between what they can do and, and what the uh, consequences might be. I've noticed that about some people in their 20s. I mean, it seems more severe than it used to be 30 years ago. To me, it does. And I'm not sure quite why that is, if they are not taught to cause and effect so much in school or what it is. Well, it's, I think what Alex has talked, on, uh, talked about this uh, to some length, the solipsism of the Jews just really they're, you know, a number one, and everything else is not really real. Yeah, they believe they're the only thing, uh, solipsism, solips, uh, the belief that oneself is the only 
thing that really exists. Other things barely impinge in your consciousness or they're somehow all related to you. And boy, if that doesn't define Jews, I don't know what the original solipsist race, race of solipsists. That's probably why... That's probably why they get along with the blacks so well, with the VIPs and the WNDs and the GMCs. Well, yeah. with the browning and the blacking of America, too, they've done a great job since the 1960s in, in uh, particularly knocking down secondary education in this country. They, they just think they're the measurers of all, the measure of all things and the evaluators of all things, and you don't know if it's any good until some Jew tells you and... You know, you can't turn on TV without seeing 15 experts who are all kites. Are you noticing that on Fox, Alex? You're noticing that? Isn't it Fox? I, I noticed, like, the, it's just like politics. You know, the people out in front are mostly stupid goyim, but the ones who are quoted as experts tend to be Jews. Unless they're military, they're, uh, and they tend to be uh, more goyim. You don't really, except, except on the Israeli side. But the Israelis come off like adults, and the Fox News... They come off to me as malls or cheerleaders uh, uh, or uh, teenagers, horny teenagers. And the, the gangster public girls. they must be speaking to, yeah, gangster girls. The public they're speaking to comes off as special needs kindergartners. I think, you know, what who, was it, gangster girls and uh, male I mean, vaginas? Yeah, the, the, well, that fucking that Glenn Beck is a male vagina, uh, in my opinion. You know, the rare time, they have about once a day on Fox News, they have what I would call an adult who speaks just a, a teeny bit of truth to them, like, you know, the rest of the world might not see the U.S. as an honest broker when it's it's totally standing behind Israel and encouraging it to bomb the hell out of civilians. And they're just, you know, they're, you can tell they're honest. I mean, it honestly strikes me. How can that be? How can the world not see that Israel and America are one and the same and are utterly right and moral in everything they do? And it, you really see where the, what they're playing to. They're playing to the bourgeois middle class that is not necessarily dumb, but, but it's it's very brittle in that, it has to believe that it is originating its own opinions, even though it isn't. And it just cannot hear anything said against them because it inflicts its self-image so much. And it isn't strong enough or resilient enough to take in information or to perceive itself as ever being wrong. So that, so that it, it really is like a pin in a balloon is the only way you could, you could put it. If, if you say to them, no, you got your ideas from a fucking kike, I can, I can show you how it's traced out right here. They, they can't handle that. They simply don't have the mental strength and reserve. They're essentially herd creatures. They may be good at the run down Europeans. When you, when Europeans. They may be the like basis of a solid society, but they are not they are not thinking individuals like they think they are. They're essentially fish in the school and they're very, very brittle. And the, 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 these girls will just sit there and, and they're kind of, well, you, you can just see the confusion on their faces when like Novak uh, pointed pointed out, you know, it's kind of ripped through, you know, they're they're <laughs> look, Israel is a vicious killer. You dumb bitch. Novak's a Jew, and, too, by the way. Yeah, Novak's a Jew who, like, uh, who was that one we were talking about? Uh, like, uh, Kudlow, uh, converted to Catholicism, but racially, Novak, yeah, is a Jew. But he's still, he's like, well, he's one of these Jews who's, all, who's considered pretty anti Israel. And what, he was on Fox News very briefly, and he basically just spoke what the rest of the world's opinion is basically that Israel's a bunch of killers and the U.S. is backing them up. And just to see the girl react to that on Fox, I mean, it's just. Oh. Down, you know, huh? Just, just painful confusion. The minute they hear something like that, another the example. Guy the same, just looked at him or something. Huh? The, the, yeah, they, they just freeze up and they don't know what to do, so they go to a commercial. They cut something else. Exact same thing happened when they had Greta Van Susteren is interviewing some <laughs> teenage chick over in Beirut who is a, 
I think she's an intern for some paper over there, the Beirut Star. And the girl starts off and says some stuff. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Keep interviewing her. And finally, she just ends by saying, you know, that uh, I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was something like it was anti-Israel. It was just like, look, people here just see Israel as, as the enemy, and they, they identify with Hezbollah, and they don't like Israel destroying where they're living. And immediate cutoff, immediate to a commercial. And I'm not saying they did that to censor. I'm just saying that, that they but, might have done Americans. it for that reason. But it just, it just, they, 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 there's nothing in them that can respond to any objective criticism of Israel. White Americans understand that Euros are godless, though, so that kind of undermines that argument. Yeah, they, 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 they have know these that Europeans stereo- don't love God. Yeah. They follow these stereotypes that are absolutely unquestioned and so sterile. And I've said this a hundred times before, but you pick up any mass novel and you see exactly the same stereotyping as you see on TV. It's, it's reality flip. The white blonde guys are always the ultimate evil. The good guys are and the really thoughtful, intelligent Great scientists or cops or, or judges or whatever are always the are always niggers, or Jews, and and the white women are always you know kind of in between, but they're always tending toward the minorities, you know, and it's just insane. It's an insane yeah. world that's been built. Yeah, but they're always so proud to be the stereotypical person to point out that you're making a stereotype. Oh, women so get their ideas on the things. Craig, Craig pointed out how many of the, the, the women get their ideas, like the, the Chelsea Brooks, who's raped and murdered by the 20-year-old nigger, gets her idea about niggers from ESPN and Nike and from her Christian uh, parents who teach her that race doesn't matter. But, but then and a lot of other Christian girls, a lot, yeah. as Craig said at the one point, remember the one in New Jersey that got killed, they could go into the social service thinking they're going to bring light to darkness and they're going to save these poor niggers. Their motherly instincts are excited and they're channeling the direction of women should be scholars. Well, how many women can think? Not many. But women are most of the college students. Even though they're objectively not as intelligent as men, they make up a greater percentage of the people going to college. Most people yeah, well, going to college why. shouldn't be going to college in the first place because they're not capable of college material. Most of the ones who go to college are also female who are less intelligent by five IQ points than men. That is yeah. insane. And then yeah. even within that, there's insanity, which is that they're directed in these bogus disciplines of... Uh, that we're somehow going to save niggers by talking to them or rubbing lotion on their legs. They're going to change their essential nature. This is modern alchemy. Just like immigration. Oh, they come here, they're Americans. They're God-fearing family people. No, they're a bunch of little fucking gangsters. They're ugly little brown stubbies. Their presence signifies our utter degradation and our decline and our un- inability to maintain standards for whatever reason. You, you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, they direct him into, you know, I can't remember the name of the girl, but we put her in TAA, and, and you know, she goes into nigger salvation, essentially. So she's going to go to prison and talk to these niggers and somehow save them for being the murderers and rapists that their genes force them to be. Is that a criminal justice major, I guess? Yeah, and you see, this shit is played up on TV where women are these heroic FBI agents or heroic uh, prosecutors. Yeah, they say, I want to be a forensic entomologist. In fact, I actually actually knew a woman one time who was uh, that that thought. I know that was put in her head by by that movie. Oh, there's so many of them studying that. We should export them to South Africa. They have a shortage of them anyway. Yeah, they have a shortage of psychiatrists. That's right. There, there, there's a, there's a, a, a what George Bush says, a willing employer and a willing worker. Get them over there. Yes, yeah, state <laughs> certified lunacy. You know, we we need psychiatrists who are going to say who are going to turn these niggers into people, and charge the state, you know, triple time to do it. But yeah. the girls, I'm telling you, they follow patterns. I posted a story about a girl, a sad story, kind of, but but not all that sad, really. A girl named Oksana out in the far reaches of the Ukraine, where where the Jews starved. Uh, 
millions upon millions of people. They literally starved them to death and covered it up in their media. It, it's so funny how I can never tell a story because there's 500 other bad things Jews did that always a chain of triggered associations that kick in. And I know you don't know about them. I'm so frustrated that I can only give you a thimbleful of what should be an ocean of knowledge about Jews and their ways, but is suppressed. And I have to speak it a thousand words a minute because you won't get it from any other source. But anyway, this girl was, uh, and there are no Jews to blame here, but it's just an example of was uh, of how women follow pattern. And, and most people are more like most men are more like women than than like the idea of a thinking, independent, idea generating man. They're, they're, the masses are feminine and passive, and they receive ideas and often repeat them as their own without even realizing the source. They follow patterns. Well, her parents were, I guess, bums, alcoholic, whatever. They dumped her when she was three, and she grew up with the dogs and literally became a dog. Not genetically, but culturally, she became a dog. She ate raw meat, and she ran on all fours like a dog, and she barked like a dog, and she sh- would drink water and shake water off her coat like a dog. And they finally, finally they came across her when she was like, I guess, seven or eight, and they tried to return her into a human, and, but she's kind of limited in ability now, social ability. And I thought one of the funny things was she, 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 she really doesn't, the antisocial behavior is not getting along with others so much, and she'd rather fall out than, than agree, which is most women would rather agree than fall out, so they tend to overlook differences. The feminine is to smooth over. The masculine is to make distinctions. That's why when you bring, when you have a democracy and you let women vote, you bring in that mentality to, oh, oh, oh and, and that tends to support things like the Jewish agenda, which is essentially feminine. We can, we can have diversity. And I, no, no, you can't. You're not nice. Why do you criticize? Criticizing me, you're attacking me. You're attacking. Alex needs to feel good about Alex. He doesn't need to be hearing criticism of him, okay? Why are you, why do you hate me? Why do you attack me? My, my ego is pressed. I don't want to be offended or bothered. I, I want to live in the security of my beautiful mind, and I really don't appreciate your intruding with your ugly facts. Please protect me. <laughs> you understand? This, this, is the, 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 this, this is what democracy means when you let women in to vote. I've seen, I've seen this. This is how a good percentage of women are, and a, a lot of men, but it's essentially feminine. I shield yeah, well, me. Shield me. You know, right, I, well, I need love and warmth, and I need to be protected. You see, it's fine in its sphere which is the family, but it's not fine in politics, which is where you have to have the hardness and the coldness. And you and me, male-to-male talk, we have to say, look, we have a problem here. Here is precisely what the problem is, and if I don't have it clear enough, you clarify it for me, and we, we, we look at each other and we reach an understanding. That's, what, that's how human groups form. The, the uh, gangs of white males or groups of white males is what formed modern reality and gave us everything that's good. Uh, in, in the physical structure of life, right? The buildings. You think I can invent a toilet? I'm, I'm, I may be a smart guy, but, but only in a very limited way. It's only by taking all the people, the brains we have here at Goyfire, but the, the brains in general that created this world that we have, and Jews played an almost insignificant role in creating that. There's no major contributions from Jews that created modern society. The, the Jewish stuff, the only real contributions... Oh, we'll give them, we'll give them a half credit on, uh, on the Salk stuff because there's a lot more to that than they tell you. And since that's the only one they ever cite, the only one we at Goyfire will credit them with is the atomic bomb. Isn't yeah, that, isn't that, bomb, and, yeah. and it's social equivalent in the re-founding of America as a claim by our conservative president. I mean, this world is, is cunted up in a big way. We're like, this world has had a goddamn tampon stuck up it and forgotten. 
we have toxic shock, and we hear a car fire here to pull out that bloody disease tampon out of the American mind. The American Blah. mind is a twat. <laughs> Boy, do I hate to disgust our listeners. A tampon brain shunt. <laughs> we're a tampon. We're, we're America's toxic shock, and we here with our manful tugs are going to remove the disease tampon from the American mind. Thank you. I am proud. Proud to be uh, one of the pullers. The uh, man who tampon monitoring. <laughs> is this radio? The European for, that's very misogynistic, and we here at the European Center for monitoring xenophobia and racism and genital warts and, and misogyny. We really don't like what you're saying here. We would suppress it if we could. The help of that very pudgy yet wonderful human being, a boxman. We're going to shut you off. I can hear this diatribe <sighs> echoing through the halls of women's <laughs> studies across the nation. Listen to this. Hi, Hi. girls. Mr. Leonard Ricard, she's America is a diseased vagina. That's just horrifying to me. So misogynistic. But but really, that that but this girl grew up as a dog. So if a woman can grow up to be a dog and be a successful dog, then I guess she can grow up to be a nigger lover and be a successful one, be impregnated with a bastard and be murdered. I mean, that's what niggers do. She lived a nigger life. And there wasn't one official source of authority from her father up to George Bush that would stand in her way and tell her otherwise. And, you know, we and, should confront these editorial writers in this Wichita paper. They told the same crap, you know, with uh, that soccer star. What was her name? Uh, who was killed by Lucky, the, the Nigerian or the African nigger. They, they are, uh, Lucky was, where was that? Lucky was a... That was Lincoln, wasn't it? Anyway, and after, the, the yeah, plenty of these Midwestern editorial writers, I'm sick of their Christian... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, the nerve of them to, to wax on how beautiful these girls were and how oh, they're just so loving and... And as they've been totally written off the face of the earth, it's really something. There's well, really something yeah, Craig, really the thing is, the difference is in the treatment. How would they treat it, Shane, if yeah, if yeah, a white racist did say. something yeah, like that? I you know. think they'd be writing this stuff about the victim? Yeah, they would. But as a sidebar, the main focus would be on evil white racist uh, molest child and then kills her after impregnating her. That's that's how they put it, and they make it into a movie. And this stuff about how great the woman was would be, like I said, like a sidebar. But here they they, they totally remove focus from the guilty nigger, and they play it down. They don't cover it. ESPN has still not covered the niggers who gang raped that Mexican that right? girl out in California. Mm-hmm. Even if she's a Mexican, I mean, still, she doesn't deserve to be passed around adorned by a bunch of fucking coons. And ESPN never write about it once, except include a brief, tiny message on a back page. Yeah, well, and we have still running stories about Duke. We have a story now uh, of MP- from NPR uh, that the Ku Klux Klan is using immigration outrage to recruit. This is a story that uh, Jeff Beck has been. Uh, is, is NPR that 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 me-funded group of supercilious Jews that read yeah. really slowly and they they have an absolutely distinctive what's the way to put it tone or way of carrying their voices as though their voices were bodies. I mean, they just have... They know that they're getting their next check, let's put it that way. It's Woody Allen with the microphone. The, the fear of, of being fired is is, not, is is the opposite of omnipresent in their mind. They're very, they're very <laughs> secure sounding. It's it like uh, having a care in the world. Alex, you can be ugly on radio. Alex, it's, yeah. the, it's the kindergartner. Uh, it's the kindergarten teacher look with the big eyes and if you can just imagine that 
you know, when uh, when you hear these people talk, uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the the sort of the lecturing kindergarten teacher to the little the little boys and girls. Anyway, mm-hmm. I I got this um, I got this clip. I was driving home one day and I I turned the radio and you know they were talking about the KKK. So I thought, hey, I better listen up. And and uh, what I'd like to talk about this clip a little bit is it really follows the template. And um, of uh, of how the media uh, deals with with hate organizations, and of course, hate is their term; it's not our term. And uh, uh, well, anyway, let's uh, we'll talk about this. Let's let's roll the clips, Dan. This is Day to Day. I'm Alex Chadwick, and I'm No Adams. The stories on immigration are wide and varied, but in the small town of Olathe, Colorado, there is another story. Hate groups are using the issue of immigration to attract new members. The denizens of Olathe, Colorado, smile and wave to one another every day on Main Street. They may not all see eye to eye or even talk with one another much, but most assume they know what their neighbors think, at least generally. So when a town trustee announced at a recent meeting that Olathe might be home to a chapter of the Ku Klux Klan... Experts say these days hate groups are on the move and they're using the immigration issue to awaken their base. These groups are concentrating now almost exclusively on the immigration question. Mark Potok of the Southern Poverty Law Center, and he says their tactics are changing. So you get neo-Nazi groups, for instance, that are all about the Jews and killing the Jews and so on, but all they talk about these days are brown-skinned people, uh, you know, the immigration alleged invasion from the South. Railton Loy is the self-proclaimed imperial wizard of the National Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, based in Indiana. Look around you. Read the newspapers, for heaven's sakes. California is gone. New Mexico is gone. Arizona is going to be following. They're turning this into a non-white nation. This will be North Mexico. Manuel Villafana has lived in Olathe for 15 years. It scares me because I'm, uh, you know, from Mexico. And those people are angry with people from other countries, you know. The plan is to be more vigilant. But as a governmental entity, we have to realize that uh, everybody has civil rights that have to be protected, even hate groups. That's a sobering mission for a town that would rather be known for its sweet corn festival and annual pumpkin toss. Adam Burke, NPR News, Olathe, Colorado. Okay. So uh, obviously, I shortened the uh, uh, the broadcast is about three minutes, and uh, I put in um, I put in a little shotgun blast uh, between uh, each of the segments, and uh, and you can see that uh, it wasn't a very fair treatment, of course, and and it was dripping with uh, you know hand wringing and so forth like that. Uh, but um, well, the only thing that's kind of odd about this is the stories from Colorado. And so it didn't quite make the normal template uh, in, in the sense that it wasn't a southern town. And if it was a southern town, I think they could have a real field day. But, um, uh, you know, they could do like a Mississippi burning type thing. Uh, you know, people hanging from trees and, and uh, dredging up our tortured history. But they didn't do that in this case. But uh, they did follow the template pretty well. What was that Jew Potok said? A supposed or alleged invasion, he calls it. From oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, even that is not real. Even even all the Mexicans you see swarming over, uh, taking over your neighborhoods, coming into your school, stabbing your kids, uh, that's all not even real. 
Uh, that's just uh, an exaggeration. Perhaps even the KKK dreamed that one up. Uh, you know, as I listened to that um, th- this uh, uh, clip again, and I thought of another thing Alex uh, has said about small towns. Who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? Like the guy exactly. says, when his wife finds him in bed with another woman. That's, that's the Jewish attitude toward reality. <laughs> and, you know, what Alex said about how, how uh, the Jews media treats small-town America is that they, there's always this evil lurking below the, the surface. Everyone on the, everyone on the surface is very nice, but when you dig down deep, there's evil in small-town America. And that's the way they've really presented this clip. Uh, whereas in the city, you know, everyone on the surface is tough and uh, and and uh, and uh, hostile. But when you go down below in the big city, you know, everyone's actually very nice and accommodating. And uh, well, this, they, uh-huh. can I ask you just briefly? They they yes, they do seek to convey. And Ben Stein discussed that in the View from Sunset Boulevard that Jewish writers who dominate uh, screenwriting in Hollywood for TV and uh, for for the movies always portrayed as the city is superficially nasty but underneath has a heart of liberal gold and the country is exactly the reverse superficially it's nice but underneath it's nasty with racism and so they'll, they'll dig in a little of that in the NPR story but at the same time they'll also try to push the ADL view that that they speak for the community just as they try to claim here in Kirksville that mm-hmm. me with the history here is the hater representing racial sanity while they they represent the view of the community that believes in diversity and all the rest of the bilge so they're trying to put those two things across kind of at once or at least say that you must be very wary of still lingering attitudes that they haven't quite been expunged yet and of course right. they never will be expunged until white people are annihilated no because they spring from from correctly perceived reality racism yeah. is Botox. simply the a loaded word that is used to denigrate the observation that races differ in significant ways. That's all it is. It's their hate Mark word. Mark Potok of the Anti-Defamation League of uh, Benai Brith uh, Cut Dick is an alleged homosexual kite as well. It, he's a giant of a man, isn't he? And he's a giant of a queer, I think. <laughs> he's a big, fat queer. <laughs> no, I wonder how those people big, in small-town I mean, Colorado would like that. You know, have Get in my belly! That's what he says to any wandering spermatozoa he comes across in his daily yeah, morning. Interview him about what, what, what's the queer bar scene like. You know, that would be a good one. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. One, one of those ones that they always cite is a big, fat, giant queer, I believe, and I think that's the one. If not no, him, he, then it's he's, Burlett. He's thin. Now, there's another one that's a big one. I think his name is Roy something, I believe. I think I know the one. <laughs> it must be, I must be thinking of, uh, who's the other fuck? Uh, uh, there's Potok and there's, <laughs> there's that other, what's that other one? A Burlett? D's. Chip Burlett? Yeah, D's is the third, but there's a Chip Burlett. One of them is a, is a man mountain of pudge, and the other one's a fag. Yeah, well, I, what I, 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 in addition to your observations, uh, Jeff, I would just add that always the reaction to the initial problem is the problem to the Jews, which is mm-hmm. to say the, the illegal immigration. <laughs> Reality is the problem to the Jew. <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's, the it's reaction to control. illegal immigration is the problem, yeah. not illegal immigration. That's a good thing. We, yeah, we saw the what. Yeah, the loving one or two million uh, universalist brown Mexicans in the streets some few weeks ago. Now those are some good people. Those are the ones who don't have your problems of hate, white people. Yeah, and I- immigration is treated as a, a force of nature rather than a political decision by the elite that is at odds with the desire of the mass of people. Even the coloreds don't want more fucking third worlders here. 
there were two other points in this article that were kind of curious. They mentioned they mentioned this t- small town of Olathe, Colorado, had had a uh, had a population that thirty percent of this small town was was uh, spick. And you know, to me, uh, I asked myself, well, how did it get to thirty percent? Hey man, uh, Denver, uh, Denver and <laughs> Chicago are more than twenty-five percent Hispanic, I believe. The spick came for the pumpkin throwing and the sweet corn that they say. Yeah, for. they want to get back to their pumpkin throwing and their sweet corn. Oh. The, the, corn pone, more sweet corn pone for you whites, produced by the, you. Yeah, yeah, the sweet corn pone is our women, by the way. <laughs> and the other thing I, that they brought up, of course, this is this is the template, and you know, I've like heard Brooks. a million of these stories. Is the First Amendment. And it wasn't so strong in this piece, but they always like to bring up the subject of the First Amendment. And, and, and usually it's framed in the sense like, oh, this awful First Amendment is in our way. We just have to tolerate this, this, this First Amendment issue. And, of course, there's always the kind of implicit in this, like, well, if we could just do something about this First Amendment, if we could just, oh, I don't know, shape it differently so we could, you know, we could get rid of these people like the KKK. Yeah, and every time CAA came around or, or, or the new paper, uh, it's the same thing. They get the same interview, and it's, it takes that, that tack exactly, Jeff. You know, they find someone who's irate. They can't believe that this kind of a, this kind of a, a belief system still exists in 2006 oh. TV quality. Craig, and you, you just reminded me of another point related to that EU, which is, is I've always said journalism has become a bureaucratic function in the U.S. It's boring. Well, it's even more so in Europe. I mean, they overtly say in the paper that we're going to post the link to on that, you know, journalism is basically another tool in government's arsenal that can, that can uh, another weapon for forcing the beliefs in. in they, they just redefine society, and then journalism is used to enforce that view that racism is but bad. Yeah, you say... You have said, right, that media uh, is a presage is political unification. In other words, it's obviously it must come first. But you mm-hmm. always mention that about VNN, if, if I remember you correctly. Well, it, it journalism could be people telling stories about aspects of the world you're not familiar with, and they could actually try to interest you with their words. But it really has become more of a bureaucratic function where your duty is to push a party line, and uh, since reality doesn't conform to that party line, you have to use only a limited number of words that can be deployed in a limited number of stereotypes and cliches. And, and that, you, you know Orwell, and that's kind of what he was talking about, the limiting in the language. Not just the limiting of the words that you use, but the limiting in the stories that you choose and the limiting in the framing. Things are always the, the same way. The, and I don't mean sometimes, speed. I don't mean most of the time, I don't mean 90%, I mean 99.99999%. Anything you read in the paper you buy off the rack, you know how they're going to treat a story related to race. You you know it. They've killed something that ought to be really cool and interesting. Yeah. They, they've well, killed I mean, individual voices. No one can. No one gets hired by a paper because he can write really amusing stuff and attract readers. Unless the only place in journalism there's a true meritocracy would be in, in stuff that has absolutely no or as close to zero as possible political content. So that Dave Barry would be truly qualified to write puerile, non-substantive humor stuff that can, couldn't be taken as offensive by anybody. Yeah, beyond, well, American, that. American literature is based on, uh, or a lot of the, the big figures in American literature were journalists, uh, Mark Twain, Anton Drexler, mm-hmm. Hemingway, and yeah. they shaped, they, they, were, they came out of this genre of observing the world and, and, and giving it 
uh, relaying it to to the readers and took it to a higher level of, of art and that mm-hmm. that in itself is is pretty American. Uh, that's not really how the other literary scenes uh, uh, developed. But uh, yeah, and, as and the more saying. uniformly they enforce the party line, the fewer those people you see because they simply can't tell you the, the truth about race. I mean, look at someone like Fred Reed, who you know in the Washington Times column when he had that, you know, he can hint, he can kind of hint in his private column on the web. He goes a little bit further. But he can never glory in it. And this is what I mean. I don't, when I say name the Jew, I mean snuffle on that shit like a cat in catnip. I mean, get in there and give me the, how the goddamn thing feels. Not just the bare statistical bones of the thing. Give me how it feels. You know, and, and photos are, are the only way, you know, the guy does that on Death of Johannesburg. What is that guy who does Death of Johannesburg blog and South Africa's crap blog? That guy is an ex-journalist. He can't write the truth in a paper in goddamn South Africa because the forces of, of political correctness, i.e. Jews and niggers, won't allow him to. So he goes into a different industry and does this as a hobby. So the only real journalism you're going to get is in the countries where it's legally permissible as a, a, a hobby done by a few privately interested people. You can't get it in the mainstream stuff because it's fucking communism. Right, and that guy, communism. He, that guy he mentioned, uh, to get those pictures, he had to have two armed people with him, one to watch the car and one to cover his back when he was actually taking the picture and took his eyes South off. Africa is crap.blogspot.com. That's your future, America. If the future is already we here, as a lot of people have pointed out, the right future is already here in a hell of a lot of our yeah, cities. Just like us. Yeah. Well, you join South Africa. You don't have to go to South Africa to find that crap. You can find it here. It just isn't in South Africa. It's almost everywhere, or it's in a far higher percentage of the country than here. As if it's not in the Qua? Yeah, it's in the Quas. Plenty of people pointed out in that thread. Well, right, I can go and see that Detroit. in fucking Kansas City. I can see that in St. Louis. I can see that in, you know, Oakland. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, the, there's a, a website circulating a lot of white nationalists. Maybe it has already. something to do with the niggers themselves. Maybe right. the niggers are, are the ones that are creating the conditions, rather than the but, conditions creating the nigger, as we're always told. Right, but for the new listeners, if they type into the Google, uh, Rulins of, of Detroit, it'll take you to a website that's very ah, similar to the excellent. death of uh, Johannesburg. So, and Detroit being one of the blackest cities in America. So Yeah, and... And and to look at the old buildings, if you have an eye for architecture, you can see that Detroit was at one period of time a beautiful city, and that that makes it just all the more uh, surreal and uh, horrific to see. Built what by it's old, old Negro that. slaves, no doubt. Yeah, all those German mansions. Yeah. And the artisans built all these old the the older parts of these cities in in Detroit and, and Baltimore and other other towns, and then the uh, expanding nigger populations came north occupied them uh, became you know increasingly feral as time passed they were never truly civilized but at least they were they could ape being civilized when they were afraid of consequences now there are no consequences and they are freed by the Jews to run the politics in their own cities and they're quickly they, they bankrupt and destroy the city Detroit's also not just destroyed physically it's also bankrupt run by a, a nigger with a diamond in his ear named Kwame Kilpatrick and they're monkeys. They're not fit. They're not human in the sense we are. So obviously they can't reach our standards. And to pretend that they can is foolish. Almost yeah, all whites well, are discomforted by the presence of Negroes, no matter where they are. They're the freeway rest stop or wherever. 
and they're made to feel guilty about that that natural yes. feeling that they yes. have. Well, you have natural from the feelings for a reason. They're there right. to protect you. They're the, when you see a nigger, your sense is this is not me. And when you hear a nigger, even more than seeing him in a lot of ways, you you immediately sense, my God, that thing is not. It's not a very warning point that we are. Call, but I like that. They're, they sound more like apes than than whites do. Right, but from a Jewish perspective, reacting to a problem is the problem itself, i.e. Yeah, discrimination. You must, you must, not only can you legally not do anything about the problem, when, that's why whites are, you're not even supposed to notice the problem. So whenever a girl like this is killed, they may have a candlelight vigil. Why? Because it's something they can do, it's legal, and it, it doesn't offend the powers that be by identifying the source of the problem and solving it. In years past, they would say, look, the problem is the nigger... Uh, fucked up, we're going to go get the nigger and throw it over a tree branch. It'll never do that again. And we're going to keep our laws in place that keep niggers in their community. Where coincidentally, if I cared about nigger interests, they're much better off than they are free and walking among us. Even more uh, comfortable in their own environment. They, they actually like it better. Well, when yeah. we, chop the, we, we chop the head off their community, the one-tenth that can more or less successfully fake being human and let them come in amongst us decapitating their community but uh but in tra in tra ensconcing the Jews in their power and it's, it hasn't been good for the black community or the white community Colin Powell can't can't hail a cab in New York City <laughs> I didn't know that the horror you know <laughs> who's the other one cab driving I feel sorry for the cab driver not for the nigger trying to <laughs> rob the cabbie probably a nigger cab driver <laughs> Well, you know, whoever the cab driver is, it's not that that prejudice is not common to white cab drivers. It's common to all cab drivers. Don't want to take single black males. That's self-preservation for very valid reasons, as the papers know. Are cabbies failing our niggers? You know, and and that's constantly brought up. And oh, you know, I I could, you know, it's made a staple of humor. Oh, I couldn't hail a cab because I was a nigger. Oh, the horror. Why don't they make a staple of humor? The white girl who's. Child molested and impregnated and killed by a nigger. Why isn't that a source of humor? Oh no, we we oppressed them for 400 years. John Stewart always has recourse to that. John Stewart being represented the whole Jewish milieu that produces the comedies that Americans laugh at. You know that that's yeah, so popular too. Oh, they love the the, the the young whites just love John Stewart, don't they? Well, he's they really he's damn good at what he does. I, I like him too. I watch it. I laugh at it. But but I understand that you know. I understand that the polit it merely reinforces the political bias, which is that whites are guilty and we have to make up for this legacy of racism. And it fits of a piece, even though he mocks Bush in some ways, he would never mock him on that NAACP stuff. He'd just mock him for not going even farther, although he really couldn't go any farther in, in, uh, in agreeing with the liberal view that whites are responsible for, for blacks being blacks, essentially. Okay, I mean, well, he's professionally back. funny. He's good at the Jews are damn good at what they do in producing that shit. It is funny, but uh, it's always got the same set of biases. Whether you see a popular novel, or whether you see a TV show, or whether you see a movie, or whether you you buy one of the records, it's going to be pushing the where, same. Where, where's the Semitic funny shit. jokes? Where are the Semitic funny? To the extent whites have developed, hell, we're as far as anyone. What have we got? We got some guy who can uh, who can speak, who can write, who can record sound and who can do video and do some reporting that's what we've got well they've got hollywood and they've got new york new york for publishing it and hollywood for producing uh tv and movies so the vast difference there you have to have a whole culture of those people interacting and sharing a mindset and and an ability to work at a high level and, and successfully interoperate 
and we don't have that. Whites had that to some degree, but it wasn't explicitly taken as a white or recognized as a white thing. Therefore, it was taken over uh, by others, or, or they did invent uh, some of Hollywood. They didn't invent the technology, but they developed the culture out in Hollywood and uh, put their own stamp on it, and now there's nothing else can make its, its, its way onto the air except through them. Speaking of which, uh, we have an extension of their influence uh, in the House recently. Uh, a vote was taken 410 to 8 uh, against admonishing Israel for its uh, aggressive attack uh, against Lebanon. Uh, I know that, uh, Jeff, you posted a on Sunlit Heights, uh, the, the the blog behind uh, VNN, about this. Um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more. Well, really, it was uh, the link to the bill is is on Sunlit Heights, but it was really a vote for unrestricted warfare against the Jews' enemies, and and that's really what it was. And and you see uh, Congolese uh, saying that you know we're not going to stop Israel. And uh, and you really what what we have done is uh, what, what Congress did is just told the Jews you do whatever you like with your neighbors we're not going to interfere and w- what's more we're going to applaud and 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 do whatever we can to help and this was really a war resolution to be honest with you and it, it's really disgusting it's 410 to eight okay. uh, yeah that hey. that's the vote. I watched Fox News for like three days, and I have never yet seen them cite how much aid we give to Israel. I know I'm being ridiculous and even, even implying that they might, but it's just, they, they, TV news is pretty awful. It, it ought to just be an extension of the eye and, and show you what's happening, but they will not show any victims of uh, Jewish civilian murdering, which is what their, their bombing from the skies amounts to, just utter destruction of... Uh, Apartment houses and hotels and, and businesses. They won't show you any of the dead babies from that. They'll, they'll rather they'll do these like when they do the Olympics and they do the little segments on the, the families in the background. They do that kind of crap with the the families of the abducted Israelis who are after all soldiers and not civilians and actually in Lebanon rather than in Israel when they were taken, which is another thing they don't tell you. Give me no, the goddamn right. context. Here are the two sides doing battle. Here's how each side looks at it. No, you never get anything like that on on it, Fox. I mean, so does Lebanon a, even have? Do they even have an organized army with generals? Yeah, they and do. It's, it, but it's it's only uh, I think it's 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 very small. But see, the thing is, they they had an election, so the Bush and all the kikes are all yeah yeah. They're turning into a democracy and the so-called Cedar Revolution. Well, unfortunately for these fuckers, just like in Palestine, they side they side with Hezbollah. They're like we we are not going to allow you know the territorial destruction of our nation. Of course, they're not powerful enough to do anything about it. But symbolically, they're behind Hezbollah rather the, the party of God, rather than uh, on the side of Bush and the democracy. But they're not big enough to do anything. So basically, they're bombing the fuck out of Lebanon, and, and a half million to a million people have to flee, including tens of thousands of Americans, even if they're only Americans in the sense that Jews let them into America. Okay, one family was wiped out on the beach. On the beach. But, but never, never ever does Fox sit there and tell you, like, look... The U.S. political class is very strongly on the side of Israel. They don't tell you how much aid we give them. They don't point out that these are fucking American bombs that are being dropped on them. That's why they don't like us. They're American helicopters that we gave Israel, that they're flying. They're American Patriot missiles, American tanks, American bulldozers that they use to knock down the houses. They don't tell you any of that stuff. And, and Fox's yeah. next guest, another big supporter of Israel. 
Fox essentially is yeah, it's it's all Israeli channel. It's all pushing Israeli crap, yeah. and yeah. it's gone past CNN and the others in the ratings, so that CNN has brought on people like Jeff Beck to become a little more uh, conservative. But uh, CNN is better than Fox. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Glenn, Glenn Beck. He's, he's a typical. <laughs> Not me. They won't man, have. They won't have me on. Look, I no, want. I want Jeff Beck, but Glenn Beck. <laughs> I want to pull. I want to pull this have back. You on there. But yeah, well, he, he, this this little asshole is talking about. It. He was making fun of all the people in Lebanon. And, well, why did you choose to go there on vacation? Hey, douchebag! I don't think they went over there after the bombing started. You know, they they, they went over there Lebanese before. Lebanon Le, Lebanon yeah. is a tropical area. That it it makes sense you would go there for a vacation. It's it's a nice. There's palm trees. It could be a nice thing in the end of the Mediterranean. So he's making fun of them for being bombed, very similar to the way the females are just laughing at him, calling them brats when they're being evacuated. But, you know, he's like, oh, I went over to Israel. Well, he doesn't tell you that. I'll bet you anything. He was paid. It, it was a it was an Israeli paid tour. They, you know, they take our money that we give them, and they bring our political class and our elite commentators over there to sympathize with Israel after going through their tour. Look, that, they, like, they don't tell you any of this stuff. I'd like to pull this back to the talk to the bill for just a, just a moment. And uh, the, the name of this bill was uh, H.R. 921, and uh, you can look it up. And, and the bill's title is, quote, this is the official title by Congress, condemning the recent attacks against the state of Israel, holding terrorists and their state sponsors accountable for such attacks, Now that, and supporting Israel's right to defend itself and for other purposes. This, so this, again, is something that is very open to interpretation. It's not clear, and they've basically given Israel a free hand in what it wants. Now, I would like to also uh, remind the listeners tonight, there was another bill that passed this year in regard to Jewish interests. And this bill was um, had to do with declaring, and it, it really does line up here, it had to do with declaring uh, January Jewish History Month. And, you know, these things sound rather innocuous at first, but the number yeah. there was 432 to zero. And, oh, one, 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 yeah. one, other, one other thing I want to make clear about this bill uh, before I move on to the Jewish history bill was that there was very little opposition to this, eight people, and, and a majority uh, or a highly representative uh, part of that eight were blacks. And, uh, uh, and, and in fact, when you get to the people who did not vote at all or answer present, a lot of them were blacks. And I yeah. think this is a, I think this is a very interesting, um, uh, point to make. And I'm not sure how to quite interpret it. Maybe Alex could, um, could, uh, let's, add something. Let's to just this. say that the fucking Congress is like a, a, a white whore that's been, yes. you know, a, a white woman that's been tied up and is held in the basement of the, of the Israeli townhouse and they come by and jerk off in her face. Every couple of hours, as they feel the need, so you know they they do it because they can. Why does a dog lick its balls? Because it can. That's and it the seems, best joke ever told. And it I mean, seems only say, they fucking control our Congress. They tell them what to do. They say how high. And that's yeah, it's only radical blacks. It's only our fucking like tradition. Only... Uh, we represent the American tradition. The American strain and tradition goes through us here in Goy Fire, not through the fucking Congress. They don't have anything to do with America. And the but rest of the world like sees what a bunch of ass monkeys we are. Believe me. They, they understand that we are a bunch of fools and idiots who are completely tied to the Israelis. Yeah. I would like I don't to think that some of those fuckers won't eventually get a nuke and, and land it on our capital or on New York. Okay. It but will I, happen. I would like to say that you know, the, the, the only people who really in Congress are, are form an opposition to some policies are radical blacks. 
and some it, of the they niggers, get, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they get a pass on this. They don't get uh, they don't get a total pass because the Jews tried to defeat McKinney. Uh, they poured a lot of money they, into. They, they, uh, they but there's actually yeah. there are a couple of Muslim Americans who are in yeah, Ray Hall, Ray Hall, and there's yeah. an Issa also that I I think one yeah. of those uh, JDL guys tried to blow up at some yeah. point and they may all be dead now but yeah I believe that was an Issa congressman that one of them tried to blow up I'm not positive but yeah there's a few well, names I, I'm glad so, to see that. They're, they're less divided on the Israeli question than they are on the Mexican invasion, aren't they? Yeah. Now, they're uniformly behind Israel, except for a, a couple of Arabs and a couple of uh, niggers. Anyway, I started looking into this question of the Jewish history thing that happened just this year, too. And again, the number there was 432 to zero. And to vote uh, January, uh, Jewish History Month, and there was no opposition there among the blacks at all. Now, yeah. the person, the person who um, who did this, her, who sponsored this bill, was a woman named Wasserman Schultz from a Jew from yeah. Florida. And you know what? She got 250 co-sponsors to this bill. That's an incredible number. And when she was inaugurating this bill, she said, quote, now listen to this. Now, white nationalists will get the real meaning of this. Quote, she said, sadly, ignorance about Jews and Jewish history, culture, and contributions to American society remains widespread in the United States. And I will agree with her. Yeah, we don't know about Jewish history, and we don't know about the Jews and what they've done to this country. So, yes, yeah, speaking I agree of Jewish history with her. Month, uh, Jeff, the, the Zionists in Israel, I guess it was last month, very recently I read online, supported the anniversary of the bombing of the King David Hotel when they were the terrorists. Yes. Now, now that five times their population uh, surrounding them and want them out because they've seen what they are as, as a uh, cancer. Yeah. Uh, that's unacceptable. Paul Craig Roberts has an article online from July 23rd called The Shame of Being an American. Yeah. And he asks, do you know that one-third of the Lebanese civilians murdered by Israelis' attacks on residential districts are children? And he says, no, because the U.S. media is not telling you. And uh -huh, then he says, yeah. uh, did you know that they're, they're attacking convoys of fleeing civilians? No, you don't know that either because they're not <laughs> telling you. Now, Paul Craig Roberts is a very major writer in this country. Yeah, and, and uh, we have helped shame him into becoming more radical and, and that's right. The you know that's right. We have we uniformly right. blasted him for being a cunt, and he's finally becoming a little bit of a man now that yeah. he's at the, at the very end of his life. A lot of these guys well, are like that. As, as they get retirement age, they start getting some yeah. balls when they leave Congress, or, or they get desyndicated, like Charlie Reese. They start getting some actual nads to tell you what's happening. But yeah, he's very effectively the last few columns. He's he's but said in no uncertain terms. They read our stuff, too, because uh, being informed threads are Googled all over the place on these uh, very political and topical issues. Oh, I know I know he reads what we write because uh, he sent me a legal letter uh, complaining about a, a spoof of him I wrote in which I replaced his Jacobins with Jews. He didn't like that. That's how scared he is of the Jews. But he knows I'm right. He knows, he knows that he should have the balls to say what VNN is saying. And so we have helped push him in the correct direction. And courage, that's how you got to use courage. We keep saying, we keep speaking the truth. It's so obvious that what we're saying is true compared to the crap you hear on Sunday TV or, or on Fox, the Israeli suck-off channel, that uh, it speaks for itself. You can hear that we're free people, and we're not afraid of the kikes the way, uh, the way everything else seems to be. And, and it's good. The more people that jump in, the easier it will be to, to uh, tell the truth about Israel and to fight it off and remove Here's it Paul as a Craig global Roberts. pestilence. Paul Craig Roberts says, Neocon David Horowitz says that by slaughtering Palestinian and Lebanese civilians,
Israel is doing the work of the rest of the civilized world, thus equating yeah. war criminals with civilized men. That's pretty radical stuff. He's really... And then yeah. he puts a neocon learned <laughs> Kudlow. He, instead of calling him Jew, he calls him neocon, neocon, in two yeah. running paragraphs. He says, neocon Larry Kudlow says that Israel is doing the Lord's work by murdering yeah. Lebanese. Uh, yeah, but, but Jew, Jew is, the, is the correct word to call them, and if, he doesn't right. use that. But at least he refrained from calling the, the Nazis when the Nazis didn't do, three commit the ago, crimes that the Jews commit. Three, yeah, three, four years ago on Stormfront, we decided, uh, I mean, people said, let's start using neocon in place of the word Jew because it's an acceptable... Uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, plug in. Wrong way to go. Should well, should yeah, simply call him Jews. I mean, Horowitz is I a commie or a neocon. He's pushing the same Jew first shit all the time. Oh, for Paul Craig. My kid's kind of shrieking here, but yeah, I think. Well, we have the one uh, Glenn Beck uh, spoof. The man China. Uh, the man China. Uh, that uh, summary on his radio show. Glenn Beck claimed that one reason different races are afraid to hang out with each other is that we're afraid somebody's going to sick the NAACP on us. Oh, you mean Beck? like President George A. Bush? Yeah. <laughs> Beck also urged people to drop the abonics crap because, he said, there's times that I've gotten into conversations with people and I don't know what they're saying to me. And I don't want to say, what the hell are you even talking about? Let's speak the same language. Shit, man. That hunk came up and messed my old lady. Got to be running cold upside down his head, you know? Hey, home, I can dig it. No, he ain't gonna lay no more big rap up on you, man. I say, hey, Sky. Subba say I won't see? Uh -huh. Pray to Jay, I did the same old, same old. Hey. Knack yourself approach, slick. The great matter back, lot performers down, I take TCB in, man. Hey, you know what they say. See a broad to get that booty act <laughs> Leg a down and smack em, yak em. Toe got to be. You know? <laughs> Shit. He also stated that what I say is not racist. So is he uh, growing a pair, or what is this? I just ran across this guy the other day. I The first thing out of his mouth was a bunch of Israeli apologisms. I don't know about Ebonics. America is melting brown even now. I suppose that's what he means. <laughs> uh, they, they, they've got this melting pot thing, which is what they taught us back in school, in, the, in, in grammar school, grade school in the 1950s. Only then, the melting pot was Irish and, uh, you know, German, and, and this Sweden. is what we were taught it was. Yeah. Right, that's right. But the melting pot is suddenly uh, turned Haitian. black. Haitian. Haitian and Mexican and uh, yeah. Puerto Rican. Yeah. Chelsea's, little Chelsea's... Uh, uh, He's just another superficial neocon nitwit. You know, the thing you got to know about Limbaugh and, and, and this Glenn Beck and other people, they may occasionally say something that, uh, that matches up, uh, lines up with our thinking, but it's just occasional. And, and they don't have the solution. The solution for them is, is, uh, uh, is they don't have a solution. We have a solution. We will mm -hmm. fix the problem forever. Yeah, or for a long time. The, and, uh, we have a solution, yeah. but but you can only have a solution when you pretend there's a problem. And they're still they're still like Bush shows on the Jew playbook where there's no problem. All the races can get along. Well, sure, until the the white race disappears and the white cultural Glenn, standards disappear before the race disappears. Glenn Beck says he has a constant inner dialogue in his head of don't say anything racist. Well, this is what almost all whites are walking around with. And it's essentially yeah. schizophrenia. It's schizophrenic to their to their very uh, essence or their being or their right to be an individuated people. You can't and they think to, and act. If they get rid of that, it's liberating. You can't think and act on your thoughts. 
that right. thus it's a, it's a totalitarian because it, it like he says he's always got that going in his head you can't do anything racist or you're going to get fired like his fellow radio broadcaster in St. Louis slipped up in praising Condoleezza Rice and uh for that slip he was fired like what minutes later or at least like the the, the next day and promptly went over to NAACP and signed up with them literally joined them became a member and uh and had them testify that he wasn't a racist. This is for slipping up and praising someone black. You made a slip of the tongue. That's how bad it is. And they want to talk about this being a land of freedom. And yeah, they build this double it? clutch. They try to get white males always to be double clutching and worried and, and on the wrong foot and feeling uncomfortable. And that's what the, all the TV ads reinforce by showing whites as doofy and goofy. They never show the nigger 20-year-old going after the little kid and impregnating her. They never show stuff like that. Niggers are portrayed as these great successful scientists and business leaders and judges and wonderful politicians and great entertainers and heroic sports figures. This isn't reflected in reality. Yeah, that so was the we, guy who, who slipped up twice and said, Coon, Coon Elisa, Coon. Yeah, coon. he said it's a real coup to have her as president or something, or it would be. And he said Coon, coon really? supposedly, instead of coup. Gregory how, how, said, we didn't know if we was coming back from Mississippi, getting back to Gregory before the NAACP. And I hear Glenn Beck says, cut with the Ebonics. But the fact is, niggers know that Ebonics is inherently threatening to whites because it indicates a lack of uh, logic and, and, and the potential to do imminent, uh, unpredictable danger. And they know it's threatening, and they use it. It's reflected in their media and their music and, and everywhere else. Even Dick right. Gregory, as I say, used it. For well, it's him. part of they don't want to be white. They want to, uh, no, I believe, part of that, part of the origins of Ebonics lie in slaves deliberately mispronouncing shit as, as a way to, to kind of subtly, passively, aggressively fight back against their masters. So you're being white if you enunciate. And that's yeah, well, what by blacks like Bill Cosby speak against because they know you ain't going to be a doctor with that shit coming out your mouth. Come on, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but see, confusing. They, they confuse confusing white people with somehow being intellectually superior to them because they, well, they know, don't, of course, they don't want to be like us. expressions. They can, some of them, or many or, or all of them, can speak like us if they try, but they don't want to. They don't want to be white in any way, shape, or form. Why would they? This is also this is also the gist of what Beck said that he's uncomfortable speaking to a room full of blacks and and vice versa, and yeah. never the twain shall meet. And, and because they're different. This is what we're taught by Jews, right? That, that uh, everybody's supposed to be in one uh, amorphous society, and it's not so. And in fact, the Jews know it's not so because just uh, I said it last week, but just Google the word Jewish and, and Google news. Why all this news about this tiny, tiny, tiny? minority of people in the world. Try to Google white people and see what you get. Compared it to really Jews is. America's Jews. held hostage by Jews and they're like the madman on the bus in Dirty Harry. They're forcing uh -huh. us all to sing this. Mary, 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 Mary. Racial integration is reality. And the, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the reality is, you know, the, uh, of the integration leads to the impregnation and murder of daughters. And it leads, you know, to, to uh, people who can't breathe and think and live freely despite all the rhetoric reduced and college entrances for white that. males what's that yeah reduced college entrances lost school entrances sure. for white Over males discrimination white males yeah, yeah and you re you read in all these you know the eu monitoring stuff about about how you know blah 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 la 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 and there can't be any discrimination it's forbidden by law and then well no the discrimination against non-whites is forbidden by law. 
But positive job discrimination. for young whites? Positive discrimination, as they call it in Britain, or affirmative action in America. Well, that's perfectly fine. We're addressing ancient imbalances. So what if those imbalances are caused by nature and are natural, hence, you know, unavoidable? We're going to make yeah. life living hell, and we're not going to allow you to talk about it. And if you don't like it, we're going to throw you in jail. And that's no idle threat. We'll throw you in jail a second Winnicky's time. In, like we we, we have to remember our brother Winnicky, who's in jail right now, for defying a court that told him he can't type his opinion on the Internet. Okay, that, that's the world we live in. That's dictatorship. Yeah, well, positive discrimination, man, what an expression. What a 180 degree uh, that little phrase has. Well, so is affirmative action. I mean, it, it's it's a fucking euphemism. It, it's very womanly. We we can re- change reality by calling it something different. You know, if that's you take this dog turd and, and dip it in chocolate, and it, it's the same as eating, you know, a, an ice cream bar. Sure it is. <laughs> if you say differently, I'm throwing you in, in prison, you know, for defaming sweets or something. You're defaming pastries. You know, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Part, being white means you can, you can live freely, you can speak your mind, you can observe reality, and, and you don't have any fear. You don't have this double clutch built in. Oh, can I say that? Oh, I can't say that? Fuck, who, you can't say that? Yeah, of course you can say that. Fuck the Jews who made it otherwise. On that Go note, uh, we, we did have here some internal things that were through the topics, uh, some VNN inside stuff. Uh, one was uh, Sunlit Heights. Uh, development and whatnot. I don't know, Jeff, you wanted to say a few words about that? Well, what I'd like to say there uh, is that people who would like to join our team, uh, they can get, you know, they can get a leg up into the into the uh, VNN by uh, blogging on Sunlit. Sunlit's a little bit different than, uh, than the VNN main blog, uh, but um, it's a group blog. Uh, we have some positions open there, uh, but we generally don't Use uh, too many epithets. Uh, we try to avoid those on the, on that particular blog, but it's 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 open to everybody uh, who wants to join in. Of course, you have to be on topic, uh, and you have to be uh, you know somewhat. Uh, uh, your ideas have to be coherent and, and in line with uh, with VNN. But you're all welcome. You know, if you want to join up. Uh, uh, you mean join as a as a someone who can post directly onto the blog? Yes, the, uh, as a contributor than the comments. Of course, anyone can put in the comments. We do moderate yes. comments on VNN just to weed out some of the shit that we get. But on Sunlit Heights, we're doing it formal and in a tone and manner. That is, there's no cursing and there's no epithets. So it's a straight in that sense. VNN is is uh, whatever works best is what we're going to yeah, well, do. And there's humor and and uh, and, and we're cursing. talking about. Contributors. We're talking but it, about people who write and yeah. who and who and who get their ideas out. We're not talking about people commenting. We're, if you'd like to you know, become a contributor on Sunlit, uh, please uh, you know PM me. Uh, that would be fine. And uh, where can they do that? Well, you have to log into the forum, uh, okay. or you can write. Uh, uh, you can PM me on the forum, or you can write. Uh, how about info at Goyfire? Uh, Write info at goyfire.com if you would like to become a member of a team that, that publishes material on Sunlit Heights, our right. formal blog. And like I can say, I'm going to stick to doing VNN more. Uh, just breaks down that there simply isn't enough time to do too many things. I thought there might be a way to do both at once, but I really can't. Um, so I'm going to focus purely on VNN and, and doing Goyfire and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we we want to, you know, we we want to find talent. 
Uh, and I think, you know, I openly say that. We want how, to find yeah. talent out there. And, and in we, fact, we Jeff, want give, people... your, give your own example of, of how, did, how did that work? How did you ever come across us? Well, you know, I, I started blogging uh, somewhere else. I was asked by a, an acquaintance to start blogging, and, and my ideas started developing into a white nationalist area, and it started to make other people uncomfortable. And somehow or another, um, I, I listened to a goy fire. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think uh, some of you out there know. The first time you hear "goy fire," it was a, it was a, you know, it was a, it really cracked the ice. And uh, I started posting on the BNN forum, and uh, then in a subsequent "goy fire," I heard Alex uh, say, "Hey, look, well, come out there and join us. Uh, you know, help us contribute, help us create content." And I, I, I wrote him. I said, "Hey, I, I'd like to uh, do a radio show," and uh, that's how the truth is no defense started. And then, mm-hmm. as BNN expanded, uh, I started doing more. I just, uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure that was, you know, the way for a lot of people here. Uh, and you know, we just, we just kind of all started going down the same road together. And mm-hmm. and we want more people to join us and to and to spread our ideology and and to learn and develop develop our minds. And we and want more talented, stable people yeah. with good moral character and good professional ability to come and join us and help grow this. And that's how we eventually vertically integrate to the level of creating our own new nation. Yes, all of America. We white people cannot be afraid to be alive and to be active in this crucial time. If you're white, non-Jewish, of good character, and you have some kind of talent, add it to our mix. Because this is Jew-free media. Like you. Right. Free media. There's no Jew, there is no Jew between my lips and your ear, and my fingers, our fingertips, and what we type and what you read. There's no Jew filter between it. That's why it's so radically different from everything that you hear coming out of your TV and most of what you read online. You know, I'll, I'll everything say, you read in your newspaper. I'll say one thing. Uh, I'll mention this in this goy fire, and I know we're running out of time. Is I would really like to uh, meet an illustrator, someone who can draw, because I have some ideas for children's books uh, along the Dick and Jane sort of model, uh, where um, where we have illustrations about uh, teaching young people about Jews and niggers, and uh, and also about how to how to and also about good habits and morals and manners uh, generally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would, I have some ideas along that living line. Living white, yeah, living white. And I would like, I would like to, you know, get find an illustrator that can that can do this type of things, and we can publish a book. So, uh, so that your girl, maybe, maybe you could provide an illustrated warning to young women, so that they don't grow up to be the next Chelsea Brooks. Yes. Now, speaking of that, I wanted to leave, if I may, as a last comment. The uh, telephone number for the Wichita Eagle, so you can write in about 14-year-old murdered Chelsea Brooks, murdered the, at the hands of Elgin Ray Ray Robinson. Ray Ray a Robinson. VIP inter- yeah, Ray Ray. A VIP Ray entertainment. Ray. And, and, and so Chelsea got entertained right into a shallow grave in a wheat field. Suzanne uh, Perez Tobias has written about it. Here's their number to contact them and to complain to the Wichita Eagle. 1-800-825-NEWS. That's their free circulation line, or 316-268-6344, and uh, they're the Wichita Eagle. You can look them up online. Fourteen years old, murdered by this uh, nigger, actually a threesome of niggers, and uh, very similar to the Carr brothers in, in the ultra mayhem, ultra violence, I guess, as they called it. Right. Take a look at the article, how it's written, what... Uh 
uh, Chelsea is praised for specifically, namely uh, being raped and and carrying a, a mis a nigger baby, baby, uh, that and, and how it just all went wrong somehow, uh, and and that that's just such a tragedy. Uh, look at how it's written. Get the gist of it. Look at it sideways, and uh, realize what what's really going down uh, in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the worst kind of Midwestern whites. They need to be stopped and put in their place right away. So please contact the Wichita Eagle. And otherwise, uh, closing statements, uh, Alex. As always, we encourage you to join vnnforum.com, vnnforum.com, and discuss things such as we have discussed here today on Goyfire. If you have a reaction to the show, we always appreciate that. Uh, info at goyfire.com. And reach me at alinder at kvmo.net, which is also on our main page with daily news and commentary at govnn.com. VNN is vanguardnewsnetwork.com. And uh, we encourage you, if you have any talents, to uh, join in because it's all about you and us and our nation that we are building free of Jewish influence and Jewish tyranny. So until next time, remember, as I said, we are the good guys. We are the good guys. Don't forget it. You can take that to the bank and, and cash it, not for fiat money, but for the truth. I want to thank you for listening. This is our 35th show. We like to think we've changed a few minds in the course of our efforts here, and uh, we hope we've changed your mind uh, to the situation uh, that we collectively have to deal with. So keep listening, stay subscribed, or if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the feed. Send us an email, get in touch. If you have something to contribute, please do. Uh, Again, thanks for listening. Uh, We are the good guys, and this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbyes. The people who are in charge of fighting terrorism in this country, and in particular the senior police officer who is in charge of it, says for reasons that I have to say personally I find absolutely compelling, that it is necessary to have this power in order to protect the public. No more anti-social capitalist government.